This is Billy Idol. I want to wish you a happy holiday and a very merry new year. to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm this week's guest, Mike Schmidt. You're a guest co-host now. You're oh. not a guest anymore. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm a guest co-host. Here's the deal. If you bring songs, I call you, I call you uh, a co-host. Oh, so I'm not even a guest co-host. I'm a co-host on this particular episode. I think you've been here enough that now you're a co-host. You're not a guest co-host anymore. Well, we're going to have to have a vote with Murray and Mike and everybody else. And you, get, you, show get a, a hand. you get a jacket? <laughs> really? Why, this you is like Saturday Night Live with that like yep. seven-member club yeah, or whatever? Five-timers club, you get All a jacket. Right. <laughs> I'm excited. It's, it's green. It looks like that golf stupid jacket that they oh, get. The, the Masters. Masters. I would love Dude, I look good. That's green. It pops my eyes. I'd look fantastic. Can you... Uh, now, can you smell? There's a, we, we have a fire downstairs, but I think I'm smelling it through this window. I think your entire neighborhood has a fire going. I loved it. I got out of the car and I, and I, I was like, oh, it, it just smells fantastic. Now, you and I are how many feet away? We just did a measurement. We, we, took the measure, we took the tape measure from your mouth to my mouth. Well, I can only go on what you told me. And we were two inches away, which was very strange. <laughs> That's odd. And then we spread out. <laughs> I have the actual, I had the end that had a one on it. So I, I'm as far that's one inch, but you tell me we're nine and a half feet away. Mm-hmm. So that that's uh, that's you. I wouldn't know. You're the yep. you're the master of those numbers, and you're a task rabbit fella. You got you know all about uh, oh yes measuring. Oh, tapes. I certainly do. Um, now Pilar told me to have the fan on and have a window open. Yeah, because sometimes she's not concerned at all. And then sometimes she's overly concerned. Does she think I'm like pig pen from peanuts, and I'm just nope. have disease coming off nope. of me? Nope. It has nothing to do with you personally. I see. Although when Mike Siegel's here, she says, and Mike can give me a hug. I'm like, no, what, is, what about COVID? Oh, he's fine. Yeah, I'm sure he's clean. He's good. Is Alexi coming? Well, you know, it's funny. I, you say that about Mike Siegel, but I'm the only one here who has photographic proof of me giving your wife a hug. So That's there you true. go. That's true. And it was in the paper. <laughs> it made news. It was such a big deal. It made news. Well, whenever a, uh, whenever a uh, driver of a rideshare uh, company accosts a woman <laughs> on the street. Yeah. <laughs> little Peter Parker flash and throw it on the front page. <laughs> Ridiculous. That was so stupid. Uh, so anyway, Mike, uh, Mary Schmidtmas. Mary Schmidt missed you as well. Thank you so much for, uh, I feel honored that I would even be uh, involved in the title. You're nice to include. Now here's the deal. Yes. I've done Murray Christmas. All right. I've done. Was that, was that Mary Mermis? No, it was Murray Christmas. All right. I've also done Mary Christmas. Oh, that's nice. Uh, we had Siegel over for some Jew thing. Uh, it's probably Hanukkah. Would Hanukkah. Yeah. Hanukkah. And, uh, uh, nor- and then the past couple of years, the, uh, the family has done the Christmas episode, but Ezra is not coming home. For Christmas, so it didn't feel... They're not even going to get on a plane? No, it does not want to. I don't blame them. So um, so it didn't feel right to do the Christmas episode without Ezra being here. So, Schmidt gets the call. In a pinch. Because I said to myself, how do I do a seven-hour Christmas podcast? <laughs> Mary, Mary Pinchmas, have me in. <laughs> uh, so, well, I'm, I'm honored to be asked, and you're nice to think of me. Thank you so much. I love doing the Christmas show, because I love Christmas music. Well, that's good. One talked about does talked about that. Well, you sent me a list of some songs. Well, I did. I yeah. We'll we'll get into all of that. I I would. I'm not Captain Christmas. I must say this. I love Christmas. <laughs> My favorite superhero. You like him? Captain he gets Christmas. good things done. Um, 
I just, uh, it, it's one of those things that it's background and I don't seek it out, but when it's playing, I'm on board. I mean, I, I'm right. not, I'm not a fucking curmudgeon, you know what I mean? Uh, boo-hoo Christmas. I hate it. <laughs> I love it in appropriately in December. That's cool. But you know, I'm not, and I'm not going to be playing it in August is my point. Okay. And I think the term's bah humbug, not boo-hoo. It's Christmas. It's bah humbug. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> is that a Pennsylvania thing, bah humbug? Uh, tell people what we're drinking. Well, I wanted to sip it first and tell people that I have a uh, a huge mug of hot chocolate with marshmallows on the top. I got courtesy too. of my friend uh, Pat Francis. What's your mug? I got a Beatles uh, Yellow Submarine mug. Well, of course you do because you're the music cat. You're the music guy. I have the class of 2018 from, and it's it's all faded. I don't know who's here, but Alexa Shapiro. I'm glad you're on my mug. <laughs> As well as Benjamin Paladin. Is, he might be a hero. Now, Mike, did sort. you graduate in 2018? Is that why I gave you that mug? <laughs> you know what? I haven't graduated yet, so I could graduate any year now. So All that right. Would be the thing. I just gave you that because it's the biggest mug we have. Alexis Gunn, Brandon Gutierrez, Brianna Gutierrez. Ani Hakobian, you look at all these I fine sh- people. I should have given you like the tiniest mug we have. So you have to <laughs> hold it with two fingers, put your pinky out. Yeah, just that little like like a little Will Ferrell thing uh, with the pip, tiny pip. phone. Yeah. Pip pip. <laughs> um well good. I'm glad that you uh, I'm glad that you kinda like Christmas music. That's why cool. I love Christmas. I don't kinda like I mean I I enjoy it. Okay. It's just it's not one of those things where uh, you'll we'll hear in our choices. We'll talk about it more. Okay. But I, I just uh you know, you love it, which is fantastic. And I've been you always I've always been around people who've loved it. And I've, I've always been on board with it. I don't dislike it at all. I talked with my, uh, my good friend Liz Fair about Christmas music, and we were saying that uh, Christmas music you only listen to like from Thanksgiving through New Year's Day, and then yes. you don't listen to it again. And no other music is like that. It's not like I told her. It's not like you say, uh, yeah, March is when I listen to Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then I'm done. <laughs> June is the Beach Boys. Yeah. I mean, it gets me tuned up for summer. I mean, now, there could be music that you listen to more in the summer than other months, but Christmas music, like no one's busting out Christmas music in August. Agreed. And that's why it was always a welcome thing when Bruce would bring Santa Claus and do it. Uh, you know, in, in July or wherever. Yeah, that's just fun. Uh, crazy fun, yeah. And and uh, I remember even was, it was as a kid, oh. it was this weird novelty. I'm like, oh, wow, what? How's he doing? What, what? the? That's amazing. Chris just brought, uh, Bruce just brought Christmas to us. <laughs> you know, Clarence is, is like, the wind's whipping down the boardwalk. <laughs> Big man! <laughs> now, I have a bone to pick with you about Liz Fair before you leave that in the, in the, oh, in no. the review mirror. Yes, oh, no. Uh, because you texted me and you told me, you know, because I knew all about the chase. This has been going on for quite a while. I don't know if the listeners know yeah. how long you've been in pursuit of a Liz Fair. Yeah. Did I tell you that I told her there's a fine line between pers- being persistent and being annoying? And she told me you were annoying. Did she really? <laughs> yeah. And That's then, fantastic. And then I laughed and then she said, but then when I... She goes, because the, the easiest way not to have me do something is try to badger me into doing it. And she said, but once I told you that via Twitter, because she did tweet at me. I remember that. It said, was all in levels. It was all. Yeah, it was all in level. And then she said, so, and then you went silent. Yeah. I said, and here you are, you know, and here you are. She goes, yeah. and here I am. So, and, but and, anyway, go ahead. Tell uh, me. Well, you texted with me again when, when uh, I'm always happy to hear when you get a good guest, because I know, again, like I said, I know the pursuit. I know what you're doing. You are the, the craven, the hunter of music mm-hmm. podcasts. Yes. And you have these people in your sights wanting to take them down. And finally, you, you <laughs> I confirm. kill every guest. You die. You, <laughs> you never do. hear from them again. Well, they're, they're lucky dead. the pandemic came because they're otherwise dead. you would have whacked them. You would exactly. totally. Exactly. Uh, but Liz Fair, you got her and you texted me that and I was all excited for you. Uh, and then you texted me uh, the day it happened. And I said, oh, man, that's awesome. Was she nice? And you said, she is the coolest. She's got to marry Siegel. <laughs> yes. And uh, she's got to marry Mike Siegel. Uh, how do I, I, fine. 
Why she couldn't marry me? Why why couldn't she marry me? Certainly she could. But why was I not? Uh, you're I don't you're know. texting we, me. Did you text Siegel she should marry Schmidt? I didn't text Siegel at all. Oh, okay. All right. He's a. Uh, uh, I guess because, like, I know you've been married before. I know that you kind of are in a long-distance relationship I right am. now. Yes, indeed. And so I always think of Siegel as our best good-looking single friend. I see. All right. He's well, at the top of that list. It wounded me to the core, sir. <laughs> <laughs> when she should marry Siegel, I'm like, wow, I who am I? Just... I'm just, I'm the dumpy best friend in every 80s movie. That's fine, I suppose. <laughs> I, I, I guess you want me to go it's ahead. It's not and, like you're booger. You want me to eat too much <laughs> chocolate and light my farts on fire. If that's what you think of me, sir. Put it this way. If Siegel was here, he would not get hot chocolate. He would get it. He would get in a, a salad. Oh, he would have a skinny latte of some kind, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, but she was, she was so, so nice. I really, and she, um, she tweeted about the show today, which is always... That means they had a good time. Oh, good. Okay. And they're going to say dicey because it it brings the fans in for to to start judging you and the appearance and all that kind of. No, thing. she uh, she tweeted of her own accord. Like I I didn't say hey if you could tweet this that'd be cool. Nice. And you know I send I send the I always send the PR person links and stuff. But um, but this was just on her own. She's like oh you know had fun babbling. Thanks Pat. You know thanks Pat. So that's good. Yeah. So, she remembered the name, she remembered the appearance and was willing to tell people about it. She may not be too happy with your impression of her, but other than that she'll be okay. Well, I don't think hey, I yeah, well, thanks, Pat. Hey, hey, whatever. <laughs> well, 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 hey, supernova. Hey, did you guys see this? Hey, I'm a hot white comet. <laughs> Why can't I? <laughs> I want to be Pat's blowjob queen. Anyway, I well, uh, well, well. <laughs> uh, now she's officially out. Now she's she's literally trying done. to they've just done. invented a way to recall tweets for her. She called yeah. Jack and he, it's gone, man. Forget it. She's down. No, but so good. So good. And what a great guest to uh to and you're you're a guest, but what a great musical guest to end the uh of end course. the year on. Yeah, yeah. And uh I believe I have a song in my playlist tonight from the person who is 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 uh not Yet confirmed, but uh, I'm pretty sure to go will be my first guest of the new year. But oh. I'll just hold that. All right. I'll hold that off until <laughs> we get to it. That was very Bill Brady of the you. Hot, the hot chocolate's making me burp. Why? What would you put in yours? Uh, <laughs> bourbon? Did you steal fizzy lifting drinks? <clears throat> Do we have to sterilize the ceiling, which now must be washed? <clears throat> you will get nothing. What can you tell me before we say... Well, you know what? Before we get into Christmas, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I did a Patreon only listeners episode. It was a a year in review episode for just the listeners where they could send me their favorite songs of the year. And I get a ton of emails and by my own mistake, I missed three people in that show. Okay. So, and one guy, uh, uh, my friend, Andy, he, text tweeted or texted and uh and he said uh hey what did you not get my song and i looked through my email and there it was so i said yeah i did get it and then i looked further and found two other people Yeesh. so i promised them that i would take care of them so we're going to do that at the top of this show right now so we're going to hear their recorded intros and then we're going to hear the song they picked as their favorite song well, let me, all right, let me ask you this. Do I need to apologize to these people because I'm not Christy and I'm not Murray and I'm not Mike? That they're, yeah, did they, would they prefer to have the full rock solid experience? I think when I did, I think when I did that episode, it was just me. Okay. So, yeah. Well, now they get bonus. Fuck yeah. I'm not apologizing to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, and again, you're going to hear their intro, so you'll hear their voices. And I think one guy, the one guy, this is the first time he's ever submitted, so 
That's cool. Okay, uh, let's start with uh, we'll start with Andy. Here we go. Hello, rock solid listeners. Andy from sunny Florida here. After much debate, I finally decided on my favorite track of 2020, and that is "Tiny Indoor Fireworks" by Biffy Clyro. Who the hell is Biffy Clyro? I like to refer to them as the Scottish Foo Fighters, and they arguably are the biggest rock band in the world, everywhere but North America. They frequently headline huge rock festivals overseas. For those new to the band, I'd recommend starting at their 2013 double album, Opposites. But today I bring you their single from 2020, Tiny Indoor Fireworks. Mike, what are your thoughts on that song? Uh, I dug it very much. I, I would that had a very marvelous three feel to it. Oh yes, uh, it did. It really did. He was saying a Foo Fighters, but I, I think that's more poppy than a Foo Fighters will get. Yeah, I think so but too. They, and they do get a little poppy, certainly, but not that. That was very. There is a sheen on that you yeah. don't find on a lot of the Foo Fighters. Yeah, stuff. Foo Fighters is a little heavier too. Yes. and that was very poppy and very uh, you know a lot of oh, oh a lot of very sing along yeah. kind of deal. Good tune um, though. I dug it. That's wheelhouse for me. I like that kind of jangly three and a half minute uh, heavy pop. You know, I, guess, I think we would call it the power pop, Pat. I think that's power pop, too. Tiny indoor fireworks. Enjoyed it. All right. And I need you mean to tell me who that is when I leave today. Um, so I, I don't know if I can pronounce it. Biffy Clyro? Biffy Clyro. B-I-F-F-Y-C-L-Y-R-O. Biffy Clyro. Yeah. 2020. Let's do a, You know what? Here, let's form a band that will never be famous because of our name. Let's do that. Should we do it? That was the, that was the first meeting they is had. Is Foo Fighters a good name, though? But you got Dave Grohl's cachet. You got Nirvana swinging. So people are like, oh, yeah, it's the drummer from Nirvana. Let's check it out. He could have named it Punch Me in the Pussy. And everybody went like, yay. Well, that would have alliteration, too. Just like. <laughs> it's uh, true. It's got just it's like um, <laughs> Power Pop Pat. Yeah, Power Pop Pat. <laughs> Foo Fighters. Okay, coming up next. Now, this guy did a lot of the work for me. He mixed his, he, he combined his intro and song right together. Like, the last thing was Andy's intro ended, and then it went into the song in the playlist. Right. This guy puts it all together in a nice package. This guy's name is Tor Hansen. Apropos for Christmas. In a nice package, and puts a bow on it. Here we go, Tor. I bet. People say good music is born out of hard times, and I think maybe it'll take a few years to suss all that out for this year, but the early returns seem kind of favorable. Anyway... Good year for metal. My favorite album of the year was from Maltese Super Siren Michaela. It was called Nocturne in Red. But my go-to song for the year was from Cleveland's heavy witch doom outfit, Frail. Frail released a super strong, layered, full-length album called 1692 this year. Standout track for me is Darker Than Black. It's heavy as lead, and Gwen Strang's got this like mystical, silken, cantillation sort of thing going on. Perfect doom, in my estimation, anyway. So, thanks, Pat, for helping us through this 2020 shit show, and here's to a better world in 2021. I think this is going to kill our ears.
Are those munchkins? I don't know. I'm not sure. What do you think? That's that darkness on Christmas. Well, there's none more black. I think we can all agree with that. Correct. Right. Tour is watching black Christmas tonight. <laughs> now he said, uh, it's called frail. Uh, it's called, I think he said, I think that, uh, well, this is Shangri-La is the name of the song. Well, but no, 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 no I'm sorry. Frail. That's the next song. The band is called Frail, sure. and I'm assuming it's F-R-A-Y-L-E with an umlaut mm-hmm. over the final E. That's my <laughs> guess. Uh, and that also, I will tell you this, and I, I swear to God, I've never been more proud of an analogy in my life. That literally sounds like the song that in a movie, the kids decide to do at a talent show and not tell their instructor, and all of the parents are outraged <laughs> in the audience as it unfolds. It's just—it's like there's like you know the clouds Except, and lightning yeah. and that doom and the chanting, and then they cut to the the parents like adjusting their ties, like oh, what's happening? They but, don't know. But then for comedic purposes, they cut to one dad who's really into. Oh, it. he loves it. Sure, <laughs> yeah, he, he's tearing his tie off. He's yeah. finally frail, tying it around his head. <laughs> Tor, your your voice was very mild mannered, and then we hear this darkness. I'm I'm afraid that at your house right now, you're throwing lotion down a well. <laughs> For someone to, so, uh, well, I think clearly he had to draw a pentagram in a circle with chalk and stand in it. So his voice didn't really go crazy. He had to go ahead and rein himself in with a can, uh, an incantation of some sort. Uh, yeah, we, again, we went from power pop to just some dark, uh, just power. Yeah. Just like what Kyle would call it garbage metal (laughs) as a joke, but yeah. Well, Tor, it also sounded to me like Tor, when he was describing it, it sounded like a food. Like the, yeah, the, all yeah. of the adjectives and things he was saying, it was like, ah, delicious, crunchy. He didn't say those words, but they sounded like that to me. They'd say more about me than it does about And just tour. the name Tor. It, right, exactly. That, that strikes a fear into the hearts of men. Let me ask you this. Now, you're a Liz Fair guy. You're, you're, your guests are all over the spectrum. Did you know you had such a strong foothold in the Viking community? I had no idea, but, mm. uh, but I'm very excited about it now. I am very <laughs> excited be. about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, am, uh, I am the Norse god of uh, music podcasts. <laughs> All right, this is the last guy, and again, I'm taking care of the listeners because, uh, because does the listeners take care of you? Okay, the listeners take care of me, so we're gonna go with. And now this guy, I think this is the guy. This is his first time um, submitting, and this is uh, well, who introduced? Well, I'll, it's Garrett Chamberlain. Here we go. All right, Garrett. Hi everyone, this is Garrett Chamberlain in Hillsboro, Oregon. I went through the new music I liked in 2020, and I could have picked something off of the new Pearl Jam. Or I really liked the song The Steps by Hayam. I really liked a song called Rolling by Kiwanuka, uh, but it turned out that one came out in 2019. Damn it. So I ended up choosing a song called Shangri-La by Ed O'Brien of Radiohead. This is just a good one to randomly pop up on shuffle while you're doing stuff around the house. Hope you all have a good 2021 New Year, and thank you. God, I got a Bronski beat feel to it. If I knew who that was, I would have said, yes, it does. <laughs> Sometimes I would just I say, absolutely it does. I feel so cold until I 
I do like this one. It's great. Now, Garrett said this is a good one to listen to when you're doing stuff around the house. For example, if Tor was listening to this, he would be sharpening some knives. <laughs> Trying to climb out of a pit. <laughs> good for him. All right. Look, Andy, uh, Tor, and Garrett, thank you so much for submitting. Sorry, I... Uh, I left you off the other show, but now you don't get lost in the shuffle. You're right at the top of this show. You're front and center. You know what? That had a Bronski beat feel in the beginning, and then the guitar kicked in, and it turned into an Elastica feel for me. Absolutely, it did. And by the way, on Garrett's spoken word intro, he should have said over at the end of it, because I think he may have been in a chopper. I know. he was. He, it had a little bit of a CB radio feel. It did. I liked it. 10-4. Uh, and he told us his 20 right up top. He I did. Think he's in, in Oregon. Sure. Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike, let me ask you something. Uh, Christmas at your house as a kid. Any traditions that you remember? What What was it like at Christmas at your house? Christmas at my house was, uh, you know, we were uh, a single parent family. Right. Uh, after a, a few years. And so it was just, we would, um, we would always peek to see if the uh, gifts were out yet we would wake up at two in the morning sure. all that psychotic nonsense and uh, and you try to and just that and your mom would clunk all your heads together like mo <laughs> and go get you back doing? to bed get to bed um did you ever see ed grimley the kid who couldn't wait for christmas <laughs> yes and he's he's losing it in his room and he goes oh, i gotta oh, go downstairs oh. i must say he opens the door the instant oh, i just goes, can't wait get to bed they just yell and he slams the door it's so great um oh but i can't wait i must say i gotta get down there look at the, look at the christmas gifts there's so many christmas gifts i love them that he opens the door and they say it immediately it's so great um you will never forget the view of your living room filled with presents all of the lights out except for the tree it is it is the it might be the seminal image of your youth. Yeah. Uh, especially early when you walk out and you're like, <gasps> before you realize there is no Santa, uh, mm -hmm. before you realize Santa doesn't, uh, he, he's very busy all the time. Anyway, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, so the tradition with, in our house was we, you know, we could not open anything until my mom had her coffee. So we would get up. Drink that fucking coffee, And there's, five, you know, five boys, you yeah. know, so, and, and, but we, my, again, my mom was a, tooth chipper so we knew that you couldn't you just didn't do anything stupid you did not do it right so we would get up and we would put the coffee on you know sure because uh, you want to you want to expedite the situation <laughs> of course and uh, we would turn on christmas music we would turn on the stereo and there i think it was uh, i forget it might have been the mix i forget there was a station 102.5 the was mix all, all christmas. christmas yeah so you'd have that on and my mom would get her coffee and she would sit down in her house coat and then she'd go and you'd, and you'd have to find your spot under the tree because yeah. it's, you know, five of us all around. It wasn't like a melange of gifts. You had Mike's spot. There was all of us, Glenn, yeah. Andy. And then my mom would sit down and then she would say, go ahead. And, and, then, and would you all tear in or did you take turns and, and wait yet to see what the other person got? No, no we all, we opened. Tore in. Yeah. And not like psychos. You couldn't, that was another thing. It couldn't be a piranha frenzy. It mm -hmm. couldn't be that. You, we learned that, you know, when you started yeah. doing it, my mom would go, hey, 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 you know, enjoy this, <laughs> slow down, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> right. So, so, and you learned of course by, and, uh, and so you would, you would open something, but you, whenever you open something, you'd have to go, Oh man. And whatever it was. And you'd turn to mom and socks, say, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, and truthfully, um, I think a lot of that was because we were, we were poor mm -hmm. as kids yeah. and we would get gifts from the church 
we would get okay. gifts from Toys for Tots because we went, we also, there's another thing, a couple of years we went to Toys for Tots at the local high school yeah. and you get a raffle ticket and then you walk up and, you know, they give you free cake and there was this whole meal and then you would walk up and get a gift and come back and you, we would, you know, my mom said we could open that that yeah. night, you know. Um, but we would get local gifts and our aunt and uncle would send gifts. So sometimes, you know, my mom wrapped everything, but sometimes stuff would come wrapped from, from, from other church. people too. Exactly. Now, did you guys get something for mom? Did she get a, you know, a necklace from the five and dime? Uh, we would get her stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we would do what we could, you know, uh, but also we, we, we were as broke as my mom half the goddamn yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So maybe a make or something. Yeah. For her, honestly, cause we wouldn't say that to her. Well, mom, we, what, what do we get you? And she's just like, I want to see you guys open gifts. That's nice. Yeah. That was her present. That's cool. Said. Um, one year we, we, uh, there were two, two Christmases stand out as disappointments that I will tell you about real quick. One, we, we, uh, we actually snuck into my mom's room. And my mom, not unlike in uh, LA Confidential, mm. my mom would put a price tag in the door. So if you opened it and didn't notice that, and it was on the floor when she came home, she knew you were in there. You were fucked. So we saw it, and we we were smart, and we ha ha, and we saved it, and we went and looked at all the presents. And then Christmas, we hated ourselves. Did the same thing. I actually unwrapped presents and looked. They were wrapped. Oh. I unwrapped, and I knew every single thing I was getting, wow. and I was excited then. I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting. And then Christmas morning, I'm like. Uh, yeah yeah i kind of i know everything that's such a drag because we also we were I wonder if everyone does that once were you a christmas morning family i think we got to open one on christmas eve okay yeah we didn't have that tradition and then one year out of the blue we were because you know it was we were older mm -hmm. and all a ton of gifts were under the tree already and my mom was like if you guys want to open them tonight you can and we were like yes and then we did and then we were so bummed the next day. And we all slept in till like 11. Right. And then and, it's just uh, nothing. Right, right. Oh, my mom, though, you had to have coffee cake too. There was like, there was, my mom would have like three coffee cakes. Okay. The raspberry cheese Danish thing. And you had to have those open with a knife out, you know, all I that. Love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that right now. So that, that was all out. Um, but yeah, man, we had to, uh, you, to open the night before was such a, I mean, one, yeah. I could see. Just one. But the one, one. the one year we opened them all the night before and I was just like, we slept in again, like I said, it just didn't, but the magic was gone. It just yeah. didn't feel right. Yeah. So there's a, you talk about getting gifts from, um, from, uh, I don't know, charity organizations. Other sources. It, or yeah. other sources. So one year when I, when I first moved out here, I did, uh, I did kids parties. I've talked about that before for a company called Characters Kids Love. And one year I was I was hired to go down to the LA Mission to be Santa to pass out um to pass out toys to the uh you know sure kids in need. And I thought that was gonna be really fun and rewarding. And it was so devastatingly sad. And then I saw a dad I saw a dad take a gift from his kid and put his kid back in the line. And I was just, oh, I don't care. Sure. <laughs> Give him another gift. Yeah. Here's my car care. keys. I, but I was just like, it was so hard. It was so hard. It's, it's, and I just couldn't, um, and I got home and people are like, how was it? And I, I might've cried. I was sure. just like, that was really rough. I mean, I'm glad I did it and I did a good job, but. Well, the, the thing, so cause hard. I, I also, I was Santa at a mall. Uh, I used to work at a record store when I was a kid and then I got hired. They asked me to be the Santa in this mall. So I was the Santa and I was only it because it was like they, the guy they needed wasn't there for a week or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I'm fucking, what am I, 17, you know, but I'm a big guy. Yeah. So, uh, 
So, and I put on the whole thing and also I, I could read well. Like I told them, they were like, you know, could, would you read to the kids? I go, yeah, I would, I would do that anyway. And they go, would you wear the, it was like, they, they were thinking like, would you read to the kids? Yes. Would you wear a Santa suit? Yeah. Whatever you want. And same deal. Can um, you get out of chimney? <laughs> Wait a minute. How do you, how do you do with reindeer? <laughs> so I, I sign this paper, the Santa Claus. <laughs> what? My face bursts out. <laughs> Um, I'm just, guys throw me in a burlap sack. Wait, wait a minute. Liz Fair's Mrs. Claus. Oh, I, oh I'm in. Huh? No, I'm definitely in. <laughs> Seagull steals her away at Hanukkah. God <laughs> damn you. Seagull. Who's he? Jack Frost. <laughs> he might be. thin enough. Uh, so I, uh, I had, I read to children in the mall and then did, did the whole lap deal yeah, with yeah. the gifts. And, uh, and I, I cried while it was happening. It's terrible. Because it's magical. They see the, the you You're know, crying for a happy reason. Well, 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 no, but also, yes, all of it. I mm-hmm. just, because they believe yeah, and it it fries your brain because they look at you with this wonderment, and you are everything good to them in that moment. And they're sitting on your lap, and they're looking at you, and they they eyes as big as saucers. Yeah. And you also realize the power in that moment. Yeah, you you could very easily be some lifelong reason they lay on a couch and talk to a guy. You know what I mean? Right. Or you can be kind and do everything in your power to make them remember this as one of the best things they ever did, or even just to make their childhood five minutes better. But you have to walk that fine line too. Like the kid goes, am I getting the bike this year? And you, oh, you'll have to wait and see. Because you can't say, absolutely you are. Yeah. Oh, I, well, you want to. You want to promise goddamn everything. But Can you get mommy and daddy back together? <laughs> I didn't get any of that. I was very happy. But I, I honestly, like I said, I read to them. And, mean, they, and they, yeah. you know, they had questions about the story. And because I read the night before Christmas, they had questions about this. And how did you do that? And they, all, they wanted to know, how are cookies? And what do you want us to leave? And what do you like best? And they weren't... Cash. It was but the funny thing. Again, they weren't even... They were so overwhelmed to see me. I didn't get any dick kids who with a right. long list who were like, I want a gun and blah, blah. No, <laughs> I got kids who like, this is the weirdest thing. I, I, I want to be in a great relationship because I had kids who wanted to know about me. They wanted to ask about Santa. They yeah. wanted to tell me what they did in school. And, and I, I hoped I was, they were good. And on my list, I mean, it was, it's every single good thing about childhood you've ever heard about. And it's right there in your hand. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And you just, oh my God. Mike, was that the year you delivered Peace on Earth? <laughs> I, I tried. <laughs> I, went, I did the best I could. I didn't, I apparently I didn't get it here, but I got it to a lot of places. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, these are good. Uh, these are good memories. Uh, it's, um, and then, you know, and, and I think about kids that, you know, need things and don't have things. And, and then some Christmases, like I wrap the presents up here and they're in a pile, you know what I mean? But then, and then we bring them down, we put them around the tree and sometimes we put them around the tree and we step back and we're like, oh, this is too much. You know what I mean? You have that. You're like, this is just, this is like, sometimes it feels what do I want to feel? Obscene sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels gauche. It does. And it's just like, and you're like, and, and, I, and then I, you try to qualify it. Well, the kids have been good and you know what I mean? But it's like, but you just, sometimes you just don't realize what you've purchased. But you've, you've been, you're a good man. 
Pilar is a good woman. You're good parents. Your, your children are wonderful. And the very fact that you have a living that allows you to take care of them in the way, if not spoil them in a way that yeah. is, is required that all, I mean, all kids should be spoiled. All kids should have 20 yeah. gifts. All kids should have everything. Yeah. I, you know, you, you want to, you want to win the lottery just so you can literally walk around and make kids happy. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that should just be, again, as a kid yeah. who had to get secondhand and thirdhand gifts. And I mean, I, yeah. I got literally, I got movie theater passes from the church for yeah. Christmas and it was my favorite. I was so happy. Um, you would get gifts that you, I got a, I, every year I would get a subscription to sports illustrated from my uncle and mm-hmm. my aunt because I loved reading and I loved sports and I, I couldn't wait. It, it made That's me so great happy. Gift, yeah. It was fantastic. It, it just keeps coming. Yeah. And, uh, it was a one month subscription <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be able to take care of your children is not obscene and it is not. Yeah, I know. But it's, you know, when, when I understand the feeling, yeah. but, but, but give yourselves a break cause you're good people who work now, hard. What's funny is I'm just thinking of this now as cranky and as, uh, as my dad was around the house and short with us sometimes and everything. My dad was the guy at Christmas that would go to uh, JC Penney's he would find families that needed things and he would go to JC Penney's and say, Hey, this family needs this. Can, can you, can you, and, and he would get stuff nice. and take it to families in need. Yeah. That's fantastic. And he would tell, we knew that he didn't like spread that around, but I remember like, I'm like, what are all these presents? He's like, Oh, that's for these people. And these people need that. And that's, I mean, he would get bikes. He would get all kinds of stuff and I don't know how he did it. But maybe I had, maybe that's how I get uh, my guests and prizes to give away. <laughs> I have that same thing. Yeah, the there's same some guy. there's some gene, the, the giving <laughs> the giving gene. But um, all right, let's get into some music, and then we'll do some more remembrances. You got something else? One more question: What's the best gift you ever received for Christmas as a kid? It's funny because people who listen to my show know the answer to this because I did a whole fucking thing on it. That's um, I don't know what the best Christmas gift. I I got to be honest, like. When I was a kid, I think we would have, we didn't give our parents a big list, but let's say it was like five things. I would always get the five things, whether it was just a G.I. Joe or, you know, I did, I did get some Mego superheroes, those dolls. The, I think I got Aquaman and I don't think I got the ones I wanted because. But those are cool as hell with the clothes. Yeah. And I got, I got like Aquaman and some, and I got a couple of those one year. Yeah. Albums were always good. I got a micro cassette player once like the real tiny one sure. you could just record your yeah. voice and stuff so um but i don't know i don't know what the best i can't think of what the best christmas gift but I that's ever but got that's was. a good thing i think because yeah. then you you had uh, quite an experience in getting things every year yeah i would always get albums and i would yeah, yeah. you know so uh yeah um i just what I about just, you well i just know that well, again of course i introduced this to tell this story but i i uh anecdote um you know i we got things from so many different sources and yeah. things like that and uh, in, in, I was 10 years old in 1977, and uh, the only thing Lenny and I wanted, the only thing Lenny and I wanted was Kiss Alive 2. <laughs> that was it. That's I, I wanted, can give it to you right now if you still would like it. <laughs> we wanted Kiss Alive 2, and uh, Christmas came, and we opened everything, and we were very happy to get everything we got, but right. we, we did not get Kiss, Kiss Alive, Alive 2. 2 yeah. and, uh, and we were like, oh. And again, very happy with everything else, 
but we were both, but there still was that mental connection. You know, yeah. he's 13, I'm 10. And we're just like, oh man. <laughs> um, and we would spend every Christmas with my aunt and uncle and big feast. And, and we'd go to my aunt Rita's house and they made homemade pierogi. Your aunt's name was, was Rita? I had an aunt Rita. Yes. Look at that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so we would go over there. They had a white Christmas tree. I'll never forget it. Uh, a white Racist. Racist. And the sun bowl was on because the sun bowl was always on Christmas uh-huh. day. So I just, I remember everything about it. We walk in white tree, we're hanging out and, um, my aunt and uncle, Hey, how was Christmas? Everybody's very, very nice. And, uh, my cousin, Karen and Billy and Connie, uh, came out and they said, Hey, we got you guys a gift. And, uh, it was flat and it was wrapped and, and Lenny and I looked at each other like, <gasps> Frampton comes alive. <laughs> <laughs> and we, uh, we tore it open and it was kiss alive oh. from my cousins. And then you're like, did they have a stereo that you could play it? Cause, no, I, cause I'm, I'm, no. I'm sure that's what people want to hear on no. Christmas. Uh, no, but, but as you know, um, a kiss album's as good as a comic book. So we didn't need to play the music right away because you open up the double fold and there's the stage set and Gene with the blood on his face and it also had the tattoos and it had all that stuff inside of it. Right. And so it was a it was a whole one-stop shop for great stuff. And the music was almost secondary at that point. Uh, but to get that from my cousins, to see them walk out with it. That's and unbelievable. And wrapped and it was again a flat. We knew, we knew it was an album. We're just like, <gasps> and Lenny and I looked at one another and we opened it up and yeah, it was Kiss Alive too. It's the, it's, it's to this day, it was just because again, it was something we wanted didn't get and then got later. It was so great. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, no, that is that's that's great. I mean, and it, and again, you can't unless you put an album in a box. You can't disquise it. Oh no! So yeah. you immediately <laughs> exactly. know. Yeah. What if what if you uh, what if you open it up and uh, and and the and the three people from uh, from Superman two are in it? Oh, the Phantom Zone. <laughs> yeah, you just and then you just toss <laughs> it. Throw it in the, the air. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, get rid know. of that thing. Get rid of it, Mike. It's not out of here. What the. All right. Well, as the show continues, we'll have more uh, remembrances that take us 45 minutes. I'm out. But uh, <laughs> I literally have no more Christmas anecdotes. All right. I got this. I've been I've been wanting this Christmas album for a long time. It's You can't find it anywhere. It's from 2006. And uh, luckily, the the rock, I call them the rock solid nation. If you uh, if you tweet out or ask someone, most people, someone has it and send them, they'll send me the files. So I'm not going to tell you who this artist is. All right. I'm just going to play it, and then you can guess the artist. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corn cob pipe and a button nose And his eyes made out of coal Frosty the snowman made the children laugh and play And were they surprised when before their eyes he came to life that day There must have been some magic in do you know? the I do. silk okay. that they found for Well, hit your buzzer for God's sake Oh, I'm sorry, and bing, ink <laughs> All right, Chicago who is, Mike Who is it, Mike? Uh, is that uh, doom metal band Frail? No, I'm teasing. Not. Uh, that's Billy Idol, right? That is. It from, is Billy Idol from yes. his 2006 album "Happy Holidays." I knew. I am. I'm. Come on, I get nothing. I gotta be honest. Yeah, that's fantastic. Nice. I gotta be honest. I love this album. Do you really? I really like it. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I think I. This is this is my when I said in the beginning about how I'm not Captain Christmas. I right. don't because inevitably you get the same retreaded versions of the same songs mm-hmm. by people. And yes, sometimes it's a welcome surprise because it's somebody you didn't expect. Right. But they'll then they'll do a dry recitation 
of the same song and their interpretation is just the same as the one you heard in 1960 and 1980 and 19 yeah. and 2005. It's sometimes hard to make a Christmas song brand new or yours, you know, when yeah. you're an artist, cause we, yeah. Billy Idol is an artist and you would imagine like, uh, you know, you'd know. And so that's just a straight up croon job. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not idle busting out with the <laughs> sneer. There's no sneer. He packed his sneer, put it on a shelf and just went straight crooner in that song. Now there's no better time than right now to play this song for you. This was a, this was a Christmas present from a listener, Steve O'Dockerson. His, uh, his, uh, pseudonym is he's Hob the Troll. All right. And he, uh, and he writes and records songs and he, uh, he plays Ren Fairs and his character, Hob the Troll, what he does, Mike, in case you don't know, and you don't, I do he, not. uh, he sings songs poorly. Oh boy. Covers of, and people will either pay him to stop or they might pay him to keep going. Okay. But he wrote a song, a parody, a Christmas song, a parody of a Billy Idol song. And I think it's, I love it. And I'm going to play it for you right now. You ready? Yes. Here we go. plays all the instruments and everything. Last night a little reindeer came stomping on my house. <laughs> Last night there came a rocket. It scared me and my mouth. I heard, have you been good, kid? Or have you been rough? Because if you've been good this year, you're going to get lots of stuff. <laughs> when jingle bells, he cried, ho, 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 ho. In the Christmas hour, he cried, ho, ho, ho. When jingle bells, he cried, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. How the troll calls this song Rebel Bell. Of course he does. Why it's not? It's fun. That's nice. I was disappointed that he didn't do uh, Dancing with My Elf, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Or uh, Nice Day for a White Christmas. Uh, oh, wow. Are these on Billy Idol's Christmas album? Those no, ones? those are not. No, oh, he okay. does He does straight up, uh, he doesn't taint them. He doesn't taint it, Mike. He just does straight ahead versions mm-hmm. of Christmas tunes. Yep. All right. So do you want to play your first one? Now, sure. Remember, I didn't have them all. I told you I didn't I, have them I know, all. I know, I know. I'm. Uh, I had a lot of them, though. Yeah. Um, well, so did you, did you get the second email that said what had to be first? I didn't, but you can, you can just, uh, call it out. Oh, and you'll play the song. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, all right. Cause here's what I did. I, I had two, <laughs> Pat said to me, he said, Hey man, just grab some of your favorite Christmas songs and send them to me. Uh, I, just, I, I always just assume it's like, it's easy. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what are your 10 favorite Eben Ozen songs? Oh, <laughs> well, I get I know A-E-I-O-U sometimes Y is number one. Okay. Okay. Uh, it usually is. So I, um. I, last night, I'm not joking. Last night, I was at the computer making a list, and I, uh, I wound up with like 24 songs. And I mean, it took me four hours. I mean, I, I was not fucking around. 
Um, because I like to... I, that's not what I... I don't want that. I know you don't. Well, that's why I cut it in half, and I sent you 11, and I said, here Sounds we like go. Sounds like Siegel when he goes, Christ, I had 300 songs with the word boogie in them. I'm like, well, just... No, I'm sorry. Yeah, right, exactly. Sorry. I, so make a choice. Uh, so I made... I killed, Make a choice, Sophie. Right. I killed some babies. I right. did. I was like, all right. I actually made two separate lists. I made a list of a bunch of classic songs that I thought... Actually, I thought you might pick a couple of them. And then I made, uh, which was, well, well, not the ones that I, no, I didn't give you the classic one right. I'm saying, because there was the second list. Um, but then I made the list of, uh, of, of songs that I, I wanted to be a little different. And I wanted to give you some songs that were a little different, but. Yeah, that makes a little different. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, tell you what. Yeah, I know he's a little bit like this. Yeah, right? This guy, you know what I'm saying? Little, yeah, hey, you take a look at that right yeah. there. Um, so I, I, in my head, I was like, all right, well, here's, so I sent you the, ma I've, oh, I've sent myself the master list, whatever, it doesn't matter. But you sent me the thing, because I sent, so I picked out like 24 songs, and then I cut it to 11. And then he wrote me, and he's like, hey, I've got, or no, I sent you 12. And he goes, hey, I've got seven. Uh, Easy, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got seven. Yeah, you got seven. So I'm like, all right, well, that's, I mean, I can live with seven. That's fine. If, the, if that's what you got, that's what you got. Um, but then I sent a second email, and so I, this is, this song this is not an, uh, a different kind of choice. This is not anything. This is wheelhouse. This song is Christmas. This is for me. If anybody said, hey, man, what's Christmas? And of course, there's White Christmas. There's uh, Jingle Bells. All of Santa Claus is coming. To all of these songs exist yeah. in the Christmas realm. Uh, but this song for me is the ultimate representation of Christmas in my life. Okay. It is the Vince Guaraldi trio with Linus and Lucy. Here we go. I, I have this album on vinyl. For me, uh, perhaps the most joyful piece of music ever created. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I love it so much. It just you're it is great. You're instantly eight years old. Uh, you're you're instantly. It's it's cold. There's a chill. There's snow. Anything. You're looking at Christmas specials. Your your house smells amazing. There's a tree in the corner. It it is the quintessential Christmas piece of music. And now, let me tell you something about this uh, about this um, this Charlie Brown Christmas special. <laughs> You sound like an FBI informant or something. Just try, do I have to do this in a doorway? How are we handling this? Should I turn the lights off? I'm going to tell you something about this, Mike. <laughs> All right. Uh, when I was a kid, now, when we were kids, there was no VCR, there was no streaming, there was no DVDs. If a Christmas special was on, that was your time. Yes. That's when you watched it. If you had to go to the bathroom or whatever, commercial, you went, you came back. One year, I got in trouble for... You know, doing whatever annoys your parents uh, seven days before Christmas, whatever it is. And my punishment was my mom would not let me watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special that night. 
And that was horrific. Like I even like, and they were watching it down in the living room. So like I like came down on the steps and I'm trying to look around and get, get your ass upstairs or whatever they said. And it was, it was so devastating. I still remember it because I knew it's going to be a whole year until I can see that. I, I and can that think was of like, that's, no. a, that's a horrible punishment. It is. I can think of no worse punishment. I'm it's not even joking Christmas. around. I like, know. There was like Wizard of Oz. Yep. Uh, the Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Fritz the Cat. Uh, Willy Wonka. <laughs> Fritz the Cat? All right. I guess so. A weird house. Uh, but Willy, Ch- yeah. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Also and, Ten and Commandments. Ten, Ten Commandments, Commandments at, Easter. at Easter. Yeah. Four hours of a movie. On, well, yeah. with a, How many commercials could they have shown? 57 commercials. But, it, but still, I have the Blu-ray, the DVD, yeah. of it, and it is like three hours and 44 yeah. minutes. So they didn't, they didn't pad it out that much. So uh, yeah, it's true though. Yeah, if you, were, if you were punished and couldn't watch one of those. I, uh, I thought this story was going to end in a good way where they were like, yeah, no, we can't do this to him because that is a terrible, terrible punishment. It nope. really is. I can only Mike. I can only imagine I deserved it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he must have done something. A little ragamuffin, but that is even I. But again, if you have uh, this, will sound we like you would never do that. No, I would threaten it, and then I would never do it. And and not only because you're a panty waste, but also because you uh, you recognize how important. It can be. Yes. Even though now we do have media where you could watch it every day if you want. Yeah. I own it. Uh, right. Exactly. But back then they didn't understand. Fuck you parents from 19. Yeah. Well, they grew up. Yeah, somebody's leaving milk on their step and putting coal in their basement. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? They, they got no idea about this once <laughs> in a lifetime down experience. A shoot. Right. And as a kid, you're like, I could be dead by next year. How can I miss <laughs> I this? I can't miss this. Yeah, it's terrible. Wow. That's a rough one. I can't believe they did that. And, and even worse. How about this? On top of that. Your dad had all the neighborhood poor kids come over and watch it in the living room. <laughs> and he gave them my gifts. Gave them your gifts. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on. I, every Now, look. Sometimes on the show, we do a thing called title fight. Okay. And that's where we take two songs that have the same title, mm-hmm. but they're different songs. And we pit them head to head. And then you decide which one you like better. Okay. Now. I have one of those in my in my in my uh, playlist today, but I also have uh, I also have artists doing the same song as a title fight. So we're gonna do one of those, and Mike, you're gonna decide which one of these is better. Okay, so I'm the judge. I'm the judge in this title fight. You're the judge. We're gonna play two of these songs. Okay, it's the same song. It's the same Christmas song done by two different artists, but you're gonna decide which one's better. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. All right, Mike, do you know who that was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I have an idea. Mike, would that be from the album Twisted Christmas? <laughs> you know, it might be. Now, let me ask you this. I'm the judge in this title fight, right? Right. Uh, do you think it's even necessary for me to hear the second song to de- proclaim it the winner? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be surprised. All right. I think you'll be surprised. And also, Mike, I want to ask you, is that mistletoe <laughs> on your uniform? <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Are you ready? Christ, I'm ready. So it's Jesus. the same song. Okay. Oh, okay. So come all you faithful. Here we go. <clears throat> It's not, but you're very close. Because it sounds like Bruce Dickinson. That is from the album Winter Songs from 2009. That's Rob Halford. Oh, Rob okay. Rob Halford solo. So which which is more to Mike Schmidt's liking in this title fight? Well, uh, and, and I'm, I'm being, uh, I'm giving great consideration to both. Uh, but because one is absolutely a ridiculous straight up retreaded gimmick. Right. Uh, and the other one sounds like the kind of song you would want as you and your hordes rode into battle. (laughs) I think I'll opt for the latter and say Rob Halford is the winner of this title fight. The winter God. Yeah, he should be. Halford, right? He has two Christmas albums. Really? He has winter songs from 2009. And then from 2019, he has one called Celestial. Oh, and when I'm talking about Celestial, Mike, I'm talking about this. Okay. Now, when he dons his gay apparel, that's leather. That's <laughs> just leather, right? Of course okay. It is. Uh, uh, what do you think of that one? Not as, not as, uh, not as, uh, well, all right. Here, because not as right into battle is the other one. No, no. And, and again, that's just, uh, I look, I'm predisposed to like him and that music. I like yeah. real heavy type of stuff. Not, not, you know, tour heavy, but I mean, that kind of heavy. Uh, but, but I, that, that, that exists to be made fun of by morning DJs. I, I, and I don't mean it in a mean way. It's just, why would you do that? I mean, I understand you're making money or whatever. <laughs> why would you do that? Well, it, it's just silliness. I mean, the, the Twisted Sister one is just because they're on fumes, okay? They have no idea. Every one of the songs on that Twisted Sister album sounds exactly like we're not going to do Of course it, it does. But, but that song there, uh, as, as I said, that's the... That's your your white elephant gift, the Rob Halford ridiculous Christmas album. Like the right. first one, like I said, that sounded ominous, and that was that had some real guts behind it. Right. But that, yeah, that was heavy. Um, but it's a it's a joke. I mean, you know what? Take that riff and put it to something else. I mean, I, yeah. I, I it's uh, and that's just me. I, I maybe I'm too old for nonsense now. I suppose, but that just. sister again.
out <laughs> off. <laughs> Jesus, what do you do? again? These are the quintessential white elephant uh, yeah. morning DJs going. Oh, have you heard this yet? <laughs> you know, it's just it's just you. These are to be made fun of. These are right. silly. And yeah. and look, I recognize there are groups of fans who you know still believe the Anvil documentary and hope the band gets their big break. They love this kind of stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you love Anvil. this kind of music, by all means, love it. But I I, I and I, I don't want to sound like a pompous mm. ass. I outgrew it a little mm, bit, yeah. you know. And and for them to, I get to me it's because it's the music of my youth, and it kind of burned out for me. Right to me, it sounds like parody now. A lot yeah. of it. That first Halford song did not. No, that that it was sounded good. great. That was great. And any like I love New Maiden if it's New Maiden, but mm-hmm. I mean, but to do this kind of stuff is just kind of a silly joke. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing though that Kiss never did a Kissmas album, right? How did they not? Because I, 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 they don't have any Christmas representation, no, right? No, not it's, one. It's shocking, right? Well, especially for a band that did like "Then She Kissed Me" and stuff like that. Yeah. They had it in their bones, yeah. Uh, and you would have thought for sure they would have exploited the hell out of it at some point. Yeah. Tomorrow and tonight, you know, these are uh, or no, what's any way you want it? That's a Dave yeah, yeah. Clark Five song. Yeah, yeah. You would think uh, two thousand man. I mean, I, you know, they did covers. They did a bunch I of mean, stuff. Yeah, I mean, you would think. If there's money anywhere to be found, it's at Christmas. Yeah. Have a spaceman Christmas. They could have done all that dumb stuff. They could have reworked Beth to say, you know, I don't know. Cheap Trick did a Christmas album Reef. last year. It's <laughs> it's it's called Beth Wreath. Just do that. Wreath, I see you hanging and I know it's Christmas time. Why not? Done. Well, yeah. Yeah. They could, like you said, they could just do parodies. Of course. Just re- do know? what fucking Twisted Sister did and, and, and why not swim in some cash? <laughs> all right what's your next tune uh all right well this now uh it's funny because we're talking about legendary artists right doing christmas songs sure now these guys were doing legendary christmas songs but i'm a fan of the artist who writes their own mm. christmas song and it's okay. funny you mentioned that kiss is a band who never did any christmas stuff never did it. well this is a prolific artist who um we've lost unfortunately uh probably one of the greatest artists of all time not even probably one of the greatest artists of all time one of my favorites certainly is this bing crosby uh we did lose him certainly <laughs> okay. but he's not this person i'm just I'm thinking of about. people that we lost and <laughs> might sing a christmas song it's <laughs> gonna be a long list if you start guessing <laughs> um but this dude wrote one he literally wrote one christmas song irving berlin uh, incorrect i believe irving berlin wrote more than one <laughs> but this artist wrote one Christmas song and okay. the Christmas song is uh, true to form. It, it is not about Holly and a bunch of cartwheels and bullshit. Um, this was this was actually released as the B side for "I Would Die for You" in 1984. It was the fourth single off Purple Rain. Okay, and uh, he only performed it live once, wow. uh, which was and he performed it on December 26th. Uh, on that tour in, I believe, 1985. The on the tour. day after Christmas. Right. And you because, think you do it the day before. Well, no, because when you hear the lyrics, you'll understand exactly why uh, it was okay. the day after Christmas. Uh, because uh, Prince that year spent another lonely Christmas. Oh, poor, poor Prince. Last night. Last night. Very Christmassy. He's a fucking king. Boy, he was upset that night. 
fool Remember that night we played with Keto for money And you robbed me blind Luckily his uh his family is making sure that every single song he ever recorded scrap. is going to be released. Yeah. But that song, Another Lonely Christmas, when you listen to it, he's, uh, you, it seems like they may have broken up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, his, uh, his, the, his significant other died three years before. Oh, boy. And so he wrote Spending Another Lonely Christmas Without Her. And like I said, he did- Is this it, a true was, story? Uh, n- no, but people do believe it. It had some mm-hmm. basis in truth because everything he wrote yeah. had a little bit of a basis in truth. And uh, not so much the death of, of, a, of someone he was dating, but also just the loneliness of a guy who- would spend 48 hours in a row in the studio creating yeah. over Christmas because he had nothing else. I mean, right. he was so driven and he had, at that time he had so much music in him that he had to get out. Yeah. Uh, he, he actually, so th- the story is they, um, they played an early Christmas, um, like a, uh, matinee because he felt Christmas, Christmas Eve should be for families and things okay. like that. And, uh, and then he came back to his house and there were people protesting him saying, we want uh, the King of Kings, not Prince Porn or whatever, because of, oh, you know, Darling Nikki at the time was a big deal. Yeah. And so he didn't have, pur- he didn't have uh, um, Paisley Park yet, the studios. Okay. So he actually had rented a giant, like a, a recording studio trailer and he had his producer come in and he basically wrote Another Lonely Christmas over wow. a 48 hour period and stuff. And then he did it December 26, 1984. Uh, the only time he ever did it live was uh, in St. Paul. In Dude, I was at that show. What? <laughs> That's amazing. Because I would figure Christmas at Prince's house. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. House is just a bunch of models dressed as sexy elves. Of course, and right? hey, Prince isn't even there. He's just a dove circling the room, just staring at everybody. <laughs> he didn't take his. He didn't ever had his earthly form on Christmas. Why would he? Well, but a genius, an absolute genius, and that song is is the greatest. I'm gonna now. You just played an original song by a contemporary artist. Yes. I'm now gonna play an original. Christmas song by a contemporary artist from his Christmas album from 2007. And I think you're going to like this one. Okay. I'm excited. I really think you're going to like this because I know you like the artist. I do. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that sight unseen. This night, Christmas seems so far away. Somewhere, are you missing me? I'm wishing and watching a star and I pray to live in a world where we all can be free. I'd fly straight to your arms and never more My spirit is aching. I want to come home to you. To heaven, sweet mother and child, that my only wish will come true. I give anything just to see you again and to have this Christmas with you. All right, have you ever heard that song before? Never. And what did you think? I love it. 
And if I had known of it, I probably would have put it on my list. Like I'd have to listen to the whole thing, of course. But I, I, yeah, that's... Uh, From the album Christmas With You. That's the title track. You know what? He just, uh, again, still, he nailed it. still matters. Still making music. Still great. He nailed it. Yeah. He crushed it. He didn't try too hard. He's not shoving. No. He's not pushing. Nope. Uh, and it's not, you it's, know... <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like Kenny Loggins' Celebrate Me Home. It doesn't... Right. It, it's not trying to kick you in the face with it. It's just like, here it is. Very nice song. Yeah. And, and it, it also doesn't go zing, 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 Santa is <laughs> a friend. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I know. He's been a good friend of mine. Shut did he, up. did Rick, did, did Rick try to get Santa's girl? <laughs> he might have. Why not? I mean, Mrs. Claus, I mean, and, and although she's got I wish that I had Mrs. Claus. I wish that I had Mrs. Claus. Uh, why can't I make sugar plums like that? Where can I find those cookies like that? <laughs> Whatever. We, I'm okay. going to call him. Let's I'm going to see if we can do get it. this. Give him a dial this. up. <laughs> um, and I, he, yeah, he, again, it's just, it's just great. It's that's because yeah. again, that, that sounded like a guy, again, comfortable as an artist mm-hmm. getting something, you know, he didn't have to go outside of himself. He's not a, because again, I have this fight all the time with, because you see people try to reduce him and it's like, right. no, he's a goddamn artist no. still. It's great. Yeah, that was great. Now, Mike, uh, I have more songs on my list than you do, so I'm going to play one more here, and I'm going to I'm going to dedicate this one to Rita because Rita. Last year, what we did is we played uh, we played we had a vinyl Christmas, a very vinyl Christmas. Okay. So we set up down in the living room, and um, listeners sent Christmas albums to me. But you're not a vinyl guy, right? No, <laughs> absolutely not. You will not find one I piece of it. vinyl anywhere it. in this house. But Rita wanted to play this song. I'm like, we don't have it on vinyl. And then Pilar's like, just play it. I go, I, I'm, I'm not set up for it. It's We're only playing vinyl. <laughs> and then I said, they couldn't watch Charlie Brown's Christmas and everyone get out oh, of Oh, no. Room. But Rita wanted this song. So, uh, so here we go. <laughs> Hey, right? Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. Hey, Lou Monty. The Italian Christmas donkey. La 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 is this Twisted Sister? No, this is Lou Monty. Santa's got a little friend. His name is Dominic. The cutest little donkey. You never see him kick. When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be. Because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy. Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic oh, the donkey. Jingity jing. You know who would have sunk their teeth right into this? Who's that? Dean Martin. Oh, sure. Oh, he would have loved uh, it. You know what? Might be a little too fast for the Dino. He might have had to try to. Now, where's the uh, where's the seagull stinkeroo song? We, that for, <laughs> we dropped that on Dominic the donkey's head. I could have played that six times by now. Come on, how dare you? <laughs> um, ah, Lou Monty, Dominic the donkey. So is that a, is that a traditional song that? Because again, are you're not Italian, and I don't think Pilar has any. Italian, no, I don't know right? anything about this. I just know Rita heard it and liked it. So I did she find it at school or just sort of probably? A, I think they played it on the radio or something. Because that know. is a straight up baby shark. I mean, that just climbs in your head and doesn't leave, right? <laughs> Hey, right? Hey, how you doing? Ah, da 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 bit da bing. Let's have some spaghetti. Isn't Dominic the donkey's head in Godfather? <laughs> I, I believe so. Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> he never gets that part. Johnny Fontaine never gets that part. 
Lou Monty never gets that part. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, you know what a good uh, Christmas song is, Mike? We play it down at the pizzeria. What is it? I don't know. Dominic the Donkey. I've never heard that Ah, song. Christ, it's the best. Is that a Christmas song? Yeah, it's about Santa's friend, Dominic the Donkey. He doesn't just hang around with the fucking freaky elves. So he has a, so he's a friend. He doesn't work. He's not like a reindeer. He works. No, he's a Santa's buddy. They, they hang out. He hangs out yeah. with a donkey. Yeah. Santa, get, a little weirder than I thought. I'm not going to lie to you, quite frankly. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah, you know, they like to have a canoe. Oh, they got my Oh! <laughs> literally picture the Sopranos Christmas party, and then all of a sudden, ching, ching, play the song. Just hit the song. Okay, hold hey, on. I hold on, I got to screw up now. Don't say anything. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Save your, save your skit. Well, no, you got to stop it. No, because it has to It has to be completely quiet. All right. Hey, uh, this thing, this looks like thing is winding up, man. What are you doing? You're going to take off? We got to go do that thing, right? We're going to take care of that thing. You and I are going to go ahead and meet those people. At a- Whoa! Hold on! I can't leave now. Somebody get me a tomato. Hey, Mike, can I heat you up a strombole? I hope so. <laughs> Hey, you want some gravy on that? Hey, get Santa Calzone. He's not leaving. Hey, <laughs> it's how does Dice not have a Christmas oh my special? God, why doesn't he? How does he not have a Christmas special? I would, I would pay for it myself. He could be Santa and then his wife. Santa, you're gonna make the Christmas special. I tell you what, hey, I leave when I leave. Like I never done this before. Don't I keep you in the red? All right, what's your next song? Well, now I feel bad. All right, because you have because you have more songs than I do. I sent you twelve. You should have said, "Hey, can you replace the ones you sent with a few more?" Because then I because then I would because I have songs that I know you have. I have songs that I want to get reactions from you on. Oh, I see. All that's right. how. That's what I got all for right, you. Because I wanted to keep up. Because I have you know again. I have songs certainly that are classics. No, that I, I, didn't I, I have ones that I want to surprise you with, or ones <laughs> well, that I, I want. I and I had these. I have these title fights coming up because I right. want you to choose. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. I, I didn't want right. to. Don't want to come in woefully unmanned no, no, in the Christmas no. battle. Uh, all right, so we did it. I like to make it as simple as possible for you. I only wanted you to do four hours worth of homework. <laughs> well, we, uh, so we've listened to Linus and Lucy. Yes. Which is the home run, certainly. The, it's it. the, I actually had that in the playout song spot because that's so classic. Oh, sure. It's the Rosetta Stone. Yeah. It is the it is all of Christmas Absolutely. In, in one song. And then we had another Lonely Christmas by our friend Prince. Yes. Now I will stay, you know what? I'll stay traditional here. Uh, with a song that uh, is the 30th most performed holiday song of all time. Oh, Christ. 30th of all time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it's also been redone and done over and done by so many different people, as always, everyone, because it is such a beautiful classic song. All right. Uh, and when this gentleman was writing this song, uh, he wrote it with Nadine McKinner, and, uh, and he thought that he wanted to do a song that regarded the representation of African-Americans at Christmas time, he felt that he could bring something special to that point of view, and uh, and I think he did because everybody wants to do this song, and you can't escape it, and you don't want to. Donny Hathaway with this Christmas. Hang all the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better this Christmas. And oh. as we trim the tree, oh. how much fun it's gonna be together. Oh. This Christmas, the fireside is blazing bright. We're caroling through the night. And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas. 
I love that he came to the session and said he knew exactly what he wanted to do. Like, yeah. and they busted and they made they created a brilliance, just amazing. It just and it's just just poor. It's just melted ice cream and honey pouring right in your ears. That guy's voice. It's just Donny Hathaway's a fucking legend. It's uh, it's very hard to write a brand new contemporary Christmas song that actually catches on. Sure. I, and I think the most recent one that does this, and this goes back to 1994, I think it's uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Which has become yes. the Christmas song. It's become the Christmas song. But I mean, you you really gotta, it really takes some work. And then, and then to have it catch on, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. If you're going to celebrate Schmittmas... <laughs> it's got to be something good. Well, what's uh, what's interesting is I have, and I'll say this now, um, uh, and I do this all the time whenever I do your show. You certainly were going to go through the list that I gave you and whatever you have. Uh, but when this show is over, uh, I'll have a Spotify list uh, with all of my songs mm-hmm. that I brought, my list, and then you guys can hear because I have several contemporary songs. That'll on be great. The list. Yeah, so you guys can go check Spotify. Uh, it'll be well, I'll call it Mary Schmidtmas. Uh, and uh, and I'll open it up and we'll I'll tweet it out and when, whenever this episode drops I don't know when it does but could you do me a favor could you yes don't call it Mary Schmidt Miss could you call it Frosty Returns <laughs> well I might get lost in because the, I know that up. that's your favorite Christmas special. oh there's no doubt yeah absolutely I love I love when he comes back <laughs> isn't that the <laughs> and best? he's voiced by John Goodman and oh. the animation sucks <laughs> and it's produced by Lauren Michaels that's the how how is an amazing talent like John Goodman constantly getting roped into these second rate rehab s- sequel projects? I, I don't understand it. Let there be snow. No. Let, I don't even know what the story is of Frosty Returns. No. Well, it's, I remember like when they kept they kept trying to make all of the other reindeer happen. They, they kept beating us over the head with that, and uh, and I think Drew Barrymore actually did a voice in that uh, too, if I yeah. remember correctly. And it's just that thing where you're going because again and again, I out it's because I outgrew them as children. Right. Maybe they 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 gravitated to them, but for me. It's it's literally you've 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 got the Christmas fist, you've got you've got Rudolph, Rudolph <laughs> the Red nosed Reindeer. Okay, you've got Santa Claus is coming to town. Yep, you've got the Peanuts Christmas special. Yep, you've got the Year Without a Santa Claus, yep. and you've got the Grinch who stole Christmas. Yes, yeah. There's your Christmas fist. Yep, close it and that's <laughs> your it. Christmas fist, you're done. You don't need anything oh. besides those five. That's the Christmas. Was Frosty fist. in there? The original Frosty? Fuck Frosty. No, he's not. You don't like that? I don't. I I, I did as a kid. But as I got older, I just, for, you know, yeah, and I will tell you, why, I'll tell you why. Okay. He's too gentle for me. I know that sounds crazy, but Frosty as a character, happy birthday. It's just, he's, he's got a, he's a now whistle head. Frosty knew <laughs> that Karen was cold and he would have to build a fire. But he also knew <laughs> that if he got near that fire, it could be death for him yeah. as he could melt. Which is what you want to so see. So Frosty stayed <laughs> Far away, and the woodland creatures built a fire to keep Karen warm. Also, Frosty was naked, (laughs) so he might not want to get his icicle near Karen. (laughs) He can get thrown in the clink, sure. Karen, she's just cold. We need to make a fire for her. I want that hat. I want that hat. It's my hat, Mike. It's mine. It is. And then I love when Santa says, and I do these same impressions every time. These are great. I love them. I love when Santa says, if you don't give Frosty back that hat, there'll be no Christmas gifts for you. Okay, I'll give him. <laughs> you forty-five-year-old hey, man, stupid rabbit. Yeah, yeah that's Bob Rumba's performing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Chicago reference. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, what? I'm going to play one more, and then we're right. going to move on. All right. Now, 
Huge Van Halen fan. We know it. Yes. This is as close as we're going to get to Van Halen. Okay. Is, for a Christmas song. All right. Here we go. Christmas always goes too fast. It's up to us to make it last. And all I want for Christmas is That was extreme. That okay, but who's singing? That's Gary. No. Yes. In that register? Yes. Is that reason? It's from 1992. It's on a very special Christmas volume two. That is one of my favorite Christmas songs. I really love it. And as you get into it, there's some more Christmas type elements, but I love the lyrics. I love the sentiment. And man, if he could have sang like that on Van Halen three, he would have been there till the end. Well, yeah, but there was a bunch of other, well, there was other stuff, (laughs) but uh, well, I'll tell you, Hey, I'm not familiar with that song. When you drop the Van Halen thing on me, uh, I thought you were going to get cute. I thought that was Mitch Malloy. I'm one of those no, like, no, side no, no, project no, no, things. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I dug that. That was good. It's a member of Van Halen, Mike. Boy, I tell you what, I, um, <laughs> I'm i going to go back on what I said early on uh, when I was like, ah, Christmas, I'm not, that's not my thing. I mean, because if, if, you know, with that and the Springfield song and stuff, I'm like, you know, I could put together a list of like 40 songs, you know what I mean? That, that aren't your typical Christmas right, songs right. that I would be like, Oh yeah, no, these are my new classics. This is my <laughs> right. new, this is what I'll listen to. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was, I was surprised last night genuinely in going through and going, oh, I remember that. Oh, I love that. And, and stuff like that. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I dug that. That was good. Excellent. Okay. On to Mike Schmidt. Me? Mary Schmidt miss me again. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, speaking of contemporary songs, friend, um, <laughs> we're going to move into a contemporary artist. I think you may have heard of her. She seems fairly prolific, and I think she's in the news recently. <laughs> Are you talking about the person who released three albums in two years with a total of like 52 songs? <laughs> Maybe, possibly. She just had her 31st birthday, so now it's not creepy to like her? Uh, well, it's Come on, it's never been creepy to like her. You just had to worry about her writing a song about you after you liked her. <laughs> That's true. Um, John Mayer. I'm looking at you, John Mayer. Yeah, John Mayer, you fucking dink. <laughs> um, this is, of course, uh, probably... I. Uh, I'll say one of the top 10 artists in the world right now. Absolutely. I don't think I'm out of line in saying that. Rolling Stone said that she has the number one album of the year in, really? in their rankings. They they put- uh, The new one? No, Folklore, the one okay, that came folklore. out in June. Okay, no, not the one that just came out, Mike, the one that came out six months ago. <laughs> well, good for her. I mean, I you know what I've done over the pandemic is I put on 90 pounds. <laughs> so she churned down fucking product and made good work. Uh, but in 2007- She wrote a song for every pound you gained. She did. Good for her. In 2007, she was more concerned with creating a Christmas song that Mike Schmidt was going to talk about 13 years later, and uh, and you know what? She accomplished that goal. It's a good one. It's Taylor Swift with Christmases When You Were Mine. Please take down the mistletoe Cause I don't wanna think about 
Taylor Swift. Yeah. 13 years ago. 13's her lucky number, by the way. Her birthday's on the 13th. I didn't know this. And she's very excited about this year because she's 31, which is 13 in reverse. Inverted. Very excited Flip about it. Flip it. Uh, I'm yeah, not that, making these things up. This is all true. I saw her on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> what if you were making them up? <laughs> Honestly, I, I would think even less of you. Um, no, I, that, I, uh, I, I, that song, uh, there were people who were like, they analyze they're like, oh yeah it's about a girl who's you know there she's apart from her boyfriend on christmas he's with his family mm-hmm. or whatever no no that's a breakup song that's absolutely a breakup song yeah. and it's somebody who's devastated to be spending a christmas without the person they loved and again 18 years old that's even more impressive to have that kind of depth of of emotion and feeling inside of she you. should have hightailed it over to prince's place go over there he's not doing anything <laughs> guy's completely bummed uh yeah so that's it's that's a complete breakup song and and I that love thing that where you and and we've all lived those moments mm-hmm. where you wonder what the other person is doing and you remember what you did with the other person last year and it's then you go over there and set their house on fire. Uh, oh, wait a minute, sorry. Oh wow, well you took you were proactive. I just sat in my car across <laughs> the street and stared through the windows, just throw snowballs at the window. Oh, I, are you kidding me? Stealth, <laughs> belly crawl up to the fucking lawn, <laughs> peek in to see what's happening. And throw a copy of Kiss Alive through through the window. <laughs> Line that's lighter than the mail slot. <laughs> <laughs> then they know it's from you. Of course they do. <laughs> that's a great song. I love it. When, you, when it was on your list, I was shocked that you even knew about it. I do, sir. All right, I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play a couple back to back for you. This one, this one relates to you and I. And should I should I even tip anything off, or do I just play it and then we'll talk? I think, well, if you're going to go back to back, you're not going to go song, song, right? You're going to give me some verbiage about this song. Yeah, it's not going to be song, song. Then play the song and then give me a verbiage after. Okay. Let's just jump in. It's coming, coming. It's coming, coming. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming. I love David Cassidy's voice yeah. so, so much. No, I hear you. Me too. That's from the Partridge Family Christmas Card album, and I just I just love it. And, of course, that relates to you and I because we sadly, was that the last concert? We saw his final performance. We saw his final p- performance, and it was not. No. And, and, and we. Let's put it this way. We saw his final appearance. Yeah. And, and we. <laughs> And we joked about it more than we, 
No, we joked about it the right amount because we didn't know that he was going to pass. Well, we had no idea what was happening, but no. we knew what we were seeing was we, very sad. Yes, we knew that it was sad, but we also, as comedians and mm-hmm. people who have a dark sense of humor, we are also, we didn't leave. No, <laughs> we, I watched the whole a, goddamn thing. A lot thing. of people left and we stayed till the end, but it was, uh, wow, it was rough and he was... Uh, well, we were posting on social media that night yeah. while we were in the room. We were posting stuff and people were like, oh and, man. And we weren't the only ones. No. And then and then the next day it was on TMZ and it went yeah. national, viral, and we were like, oh man. And then what was it? A couple days later, he said he had Alzheimer's. Dementia. Order, dementia. And yeah. then he then a week later, I think he, it was or whatever. Not long after that, he yeah. passed. But and he was scheduled to be on the show. Artwork was done and it was confirmed. And then... Um, and then they said, how long is it? And I said, 90 minutes. They go, David can't do 90 minutes. I go, we can do an hour. Oh, that's good. And then the next day it was like, his schedule is just so crazy. Oh, I don't think gosh. we're going to fit it in. Yeah. But I said to Pilar tonight, I said, if uh, if that interview would have happened, I might have, I probably would have been on the news because that probably would have been the last long interview that he ever did. Well, which um, is weird. Maybe the first. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't tell you any long form interview he's ever done. And I, and again, when I have people on, you know, when I reach out for a David Cassidy, I, that's not for a goof for me. I love the Partridge family. I love David Cassidy solo. Uh, you know, I but don't, that's, I but don't, that's why they would even consider talking to you. That's the thing is because I mean, those guys, if you're a David Cassidy, if you're a, you know, for lack of a better guy, Leif Garrett, yeah. uh, you're, you're constantly avoiding bear traps. Yeah. Someone's going to try to lure you in to talk to you and then play some old song and laugh at you, right. you know, and, and, and just, uh, what's the, you know, you see, you have to think, what's the angle, yeah. you know, that thing where you're just, you, what's the angle here? Why do they want to talk to me? I'm, I'm so bummed that, uh, the lockdown and everything happened like right after Leif Garrett was on. Cause he was my, he was my last in-person musical guest because I, he lives not far from here. I kind of think that we would have hung out because we really had a good time before the record, but then there was a lot of hanging out after we were done. Yeah. And he just seemed like a good guy. My, my plan is when I get back to whenever it is, when I can have an in-person musical guest, I want him to be the first one back. Yeah. So, and he'll come here because he lives close. Yeah. He'll be okay. happy to come here. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, I love David Cassidy's voice. I, and well, that was great. I, I didn't even know that. I, I guess I should, especially all those, those bands like the Partridge family or the monk, like those bands must have done, uh, let's steal as much money as we possibly can <laughs> while this is happening. Cause that's to me, that's all to me. That's what a Christmas album is. It's just, it's this cash well, grab neil diamond and barbara streisand both jewish uh neil's got three christmas albums yeah. four i think he's got four and i think barbara has two or three yeah babs all right one more mike go this is uh this is a contemporary christmas song from 2015 the album's called come on december the song is called come on december and this is a former guest and friend of the show from this year i enjoyed talking to this person so so much she was so cool and this is patty Smythe. Mm. Peace on earth, I hear them singing. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what? This is my friend Patty. What were you laughing at? It sounds exactly like her. 
Oh, oh, yeah. I, I, it just it makes you laugh because you just I you Did know you expect her to sound different. Well, some people go down a register. She or doesn't. Some people change. No, she things. sounds amazing. And but I'm just saying, if you, if I'll bet I could have guessed that. Like I guessed Idol earlier. It's just it sounds like Patty Smythe. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. I should have let you guess it. I feel bad now. That's fine. All right, let's keep going. This <laughs> is a good. I think you might like this. I song. did. I liked what I heard. Okay, it's called, it's called Come on December. Here we go. <laughs> that uh it's that sean colvin sound you know where yeah, you yeah, like yeah, yeah um that's that would have been a pop song in you know in 1985 and now it's that borderline country yeah like i said because country now is just journey with a, a dip of tobacco in <laughs> you know that's what it's become um the, all those songs that would have they get played on country right. keith urban and all that stuff would have absolutely been played on wmet and stuff when we were yeah. kids garth brooks has a brand new album out and i haven't heard anything about it it's called fun Mm. Garth Brooks fun. Well, you know, but again, you know, Tool put out a new album this year. Pearl Jam put out a new album this year. There's and, a ton of new music right, this year. But they couldn't tour behind it. So right. once once you can't tour behind it, you're not doing as much press and then it kind of just disappears. And I think that, you know, these guys, these bands are all kind of keeping their powder dry and hoping to go out in 2021. But, you know, Garth Brooks has a gigantic swath of fans. And yeah. also, but I'll tell you what. Good for him that he didn't go out on tour because he he literally has the fan base that would go see him. You know what I mean? They don't. Yeah, that's true. They're like, yay! I'm then, going. Yeah, let's go on the super spreader tour with Garth. It's Garth. <laughs> if Garth's out, it's got to be safe. Yeah. So you got to um, be dang on safe if Garth's out. Wow, well, it's just getting worse. It's getting worse. <laughs> well, wonder I wonder mean, how worse. Wonder how bad it could go. I don't know. It was pretty bad though. I mean, because it started out like you hey, just dangle, dangle. Garth's out. <laughs> there. He's playing all the tunes. <laughs> He got friends in a little place. I'll in a little place too. Wow. Now, now you're just a talking still. Blue Diddy. <laughs> you're, you're just a talking meth lab at that point. You think Garth's going to do Dominic the Donkey? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Oh, it's Lord. Christmas. Hey, oh, Garth. <laughs> hey, oh. You think that dang old Trisha Yearwood's going to come out and sing with oh, it? You know sure. they're married. They are. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he gets her under the mistletoe, I bet. What the? How dare you? <laughs> Trisha's a class lady. I won't have you talking about her. Like that. She's got that one song. Uh, I think she's got, well, I mean, she's got a million songs, yeah, probably, I would imagine. She but does. a guy like you only likes the one. I, I don't know much about her. <laughs> Why'd you break character? You're supposed to be the guy. I'm talking to the guy, not you. I don't really know too much about oh, her. Oh, good Lord. That guy left. All right, that's fine. <laughs> what do you got for us? Well, I'm up. You're up. I'm up. Right. Batter up. Batter up. Uh, all right. So here, let's drop back. Let's drop back to Mike's childhood. What Let's am I go doing? Back again. Where am I going? We're going back to Mike's childhood. Do again. I need music? Does it need theme music? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, as I said yesterday, I, I, you know, this this past week since you've asked me, I've been combing through Christmas songs and thinking, whittling down, I'm crying. Uh, like, yeah, uh, sadly, yes. You know, you hear stuff, oh, no. like, it knocks you out. Um, uh, and I said, you know, like I said, I have a whole list of things I didn't even give to you, but I, cause I, I cut it in half for you. Um, but I, I, and I took half of those and threw them out. <laughs> well, there's a, there is a song, uh, called step into Christmas by Elton John. Yes. And Bernie Taupin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, I go, I, in my head, no, I, no, 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 no. Welcome to my Christmas oh. song. I love that song. Well, he, so do I, I do, I do like it. And he and uh, Bernie on purpose made it sound like a wall of sound, Ronnie Spector yes, song. They yes, produced they it did. like that. Um, but I, so I, and in my brain, I was like, I, it was one of those things where I was looking and then I read step into Christmas and in my head, I went, I, cause I loved an Elton John Christmas song when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah. And so I listened to step into Christmas and I go, I know this, but this isn't it. This isn't the song. So I, I literally, uh, I scrolled down and, uh, I found, this this song and the second it started playing, I I I laughed out loud in in my house and I knew the words. It was like that time you played Nicole by Point Blank and I'm like, <laughs> how is this embedded in my skull and I don't remember it for 35 years? Uh, but this was a song and because Step Into Christmas is a that's a traditional kind of a Christmas sure song, but this song had that. Uh, that super tramp vibe uh-huh. with the, uh, uh, what she's got is not a lot with weird voices and yeah. silly background noises and madman across the water, but a butter wouldn't mostly put it in a pie, like that kind of thing. <laughs> this is another Elton John Christmas song that I, it was the B side of a single. It had to be. That's the only it's the way. the B side of step into Christmas. Okay. That's the only way I would have heard it as a kid. Uh, and we heard it constantly mm-hmm. and it is called ho, 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 who'd be a turkey for Christmas. Let's find By out. Elton John. All right. No. It's a seagull How dare you? How dare you? This just sounds like drunk dudes around a fire. It does. Sitting here on Christmas Eve with a brandy in my hand. Oh, I've had a few too many. How'd you give it the stinkeroo? That's a joke. You're that guy? I know. They probably are wasted. say this go go nigel olsen i will say this man with your seagull stinkeroo nonsense <laughs> uh step into christmas sounds like elton john and bernie Taupin said let's do a christmas song yeah uh ho 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 who'd be a turkey for christmas sounds like an elton john song yeah. that happens to be about christmas right and i think that's why i like it better all right well look you sold me 
No, I didn't. I was waiting for there's no accounting for taste, and that's fine. And that also has a lot of nostalgia, child nostalgia. But as an adult, I can see the difference. Again, Step Into Christmas is a couple of guys who went, let's make a Christmas song. And, and ho, 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 who'd be a turkey for Christmas is a bunch of dudes having fun, and they did an Elton John song, and it just happens to be about Christmas. Well, let's cleanse the palate, Mike, with a little We Three Kings from Halford. <laughs> we three kings Is, uh, that's Christmas music for Beavis and Butt. It really is. <laughs> it is, no doubt. It really is. Now that's not the rest of Judas Priest, right? No, this is how this is his band Halford. Okay. All right. What a mess. Good for him. And again, make every dime you can. But that that's just it's it's just senseless, but whatever. Wrapping mm-hmm. the gifts, wrapping the gifts. <laughs> 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 he wants electric electric football <laughs> <laughs> you got another gift coming <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, heading out for a sleigh ride we've got all of the snow in our face <laughs> god damn it good for them i mean i guess you know. All right. This one, this one's a contemporary classic that I just love from 1981. The All first right. time I ever heard it was on MTV and, uh, it's, it, we're going to take it right from the top. And I, you know, this one, Mike, you certainly know this one. Christmas is a time to say I love you. This was on my alternate list. Love so it. So good. You don't want to turn down Martha Quinn dancing around. I would venture to say that that's the first song I ever heard that made me think Christmas songs could be contemporary. Something. Yeah, yeah, probably is. You know, like you said in '81, and also uh, all of those people having unbelievable fun in that video. And that song's <laughs> just fun. You hear it's that a, song? It's a jam. It's just a jam. It's so great. And I'll, I'll posit this: I'll say it's as, as much. You know, it sounds like a bunch of friends sitting around and having a good time. Yeah. Not unlike "Ho Ho Ho," who'd be a turkey for Christmas by our friend Elton John. I heard that the video for this song ruined his career. Billy's? Yeah. No, no, that's a different video. You're thinking? No, about. I think it's this one, no, Mike. I believe it may have been really? a different video, Pat. Yeah, no, I right. think so. Well, I, I think it's this one. I mean, I hear you, and I, I hear what you're saying, but I. Th- it might have been a different video. Wait, no one's voice sounds like his voice. Nope. I mean, no. And another thing too, that sounds like a Billy Squire song. It does. That happens to be about Christmas. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that might be the key. We might have unlocked the key to the contemporary Christmas song. Yeah. If you make a song as an artist that just happens to be about Christmas. Yeah. You know, like look at another lonely Christmas. That sounds like Prince. That yeah, doesn't sound yeah, like yeah. anybody else. No. Uh, but it's an instant classic, and it just happens to be about Christmas. You can't force it. You Don't can't force for, it. You can't force the Noel. No. You can't force the joy. 
When you say don't force it, are you referring to? <laughs> I thought you were gonna play "Don't Fight It." That would have been awesome. I'm like a DJ over. I'm like a radio morning with the, with the carts. I'm putting the carts in. You are. Well, there's nothing wrong with that cart because that honestly, every fucking show has to have that thing teed up. Mike and Scooter in the morning. <laughs> Scooter, what do you got for us over there? Scooter, what's happening? Uh, here's a title fight for you, Mike. All right. Now ready. this is a little bit different because these these songs both have the same title, but they are different songs. Okay. Okay. Both contemporary Christmas songs. One is from 2017. Yes. One is from 2014. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to tell you the artist? What do you want me to tell you? The, I guess the title of the song. All right. You said it. So it's a good, uh, hit me again with this. Okay. I, I, I'm a little confused. Both of these songs have the same title. But they're different songs. They're different songs, Got but it. they're both Christmas songs. And one's from 2014 and one's from 2017. So they're contemporary Christmas songs. Okay. Well, you can, and so they're not, and they're, no, they're originals. These okay. Are original give me the title of the song and nothing more. You don't want to know the artist. No, I'll try to figure it out. That's always fun. Okay. The song is called Ho, Ho, Ho. From what year? From 2017. Why don't we go 14 first? Nah, I just did it this way. 17 it is. And this was my favorite Christmas album that came out that year because this artist did a whole Christmas album. It's one of my favorite Christmas albums of all time. What? It's a complete Christmas album of all original songs. And this artist nailed it. Here we go. For me. Hope I got to start over. Think of that song. Uh, I think it was on my other list that I didn't give you. Sia. Sia. With Ho Ho Ho. Gee, I'm telling you. And I'll, <laughs> I'll just say it this way Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a great that's, Christmas album. That's another song I heard. It was one of those things where you were out for the holidays just yeah. walking around in yep. a store. And I went, What is this? Shoplifting. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, it's, and I believe she did animated videos for every song in the app. It's crazy. That's a great song. It's so good. Love it. This okay. title fight is, this. you know what? This might be over already. I'm not going to lie to you. This is going to be tough. Okay, so this was only a single. It's an original song. It's also called Ho, Ho, Ho. I do not tell you who the artist is because I didn't tell you before. Right. Okay, here we go. All I wanted was one perfect Christmas. All I got was some coal and some switches. Ours is the dimmest house on the block. They're hanging stockings and we're hanging socks. Doing shots of room temperature, peppermint schnapps. As you log on TV, crackle. 
pickles and pops They had to cut back on most of the staff Santa's a joker and I need a laugh <laughs> Is that Liz Fair? That's Liz Fair. You're goddamn right it is. All right, I knew that. I knew that. Another great song. That, That's was, that was actually uh, our playout song for the episode and she, she requested that I play that. And... Uh, so this is very difficult for me because, you know, Liz Fair is my best friend. Well, certainly. But Sia, this is one of my favorite Christmas albums of all time. Well, I understand you're going to give Liz Fair away at her wedding. So that, that also that makes it very Well, Mike hard. Siegel asked me if I would give her away at the wedding. Yeah. Um, I hand her over to Mike Siegel. <laughs> right. Uh, she'll step on the glass. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> boy, so I've got to decide the title fight here. That was... Uh, did you like both of those? I, I really enjoyed them both. Yeah. Sia has the advantage because I knew of it. Right. But that's my first exposure to the Liz Fair song. By the way, I knew it was Liz Fair the second she sung. I yeah. Knew that I knew it from when she opened her mouth. Um, you know, it, it, it might look like something a chicken would do. But uh, there's a term in boxing when uh, all, when one person wins one card mm -hmm. and one person wins another card and right. then the third is the, is the tiebreaker. Yes. And they make it a 10-10 fight. Uh -huh. uh, we call it a majority draw. And I'm going to say Ho 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 by Sia and Ho 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 by Liz Fair. Quite a tussle, went the distance, but we had to go to the judges' scorecards. And I yeah. am going to say that that is a majority draw. But there are no losers in this fight. <laughs> There's not. There's only win the listeners are the winners. They are clearly the winners. Absolutely. I love both of those songs so I much. Agree. I'm on board. The Sia one I knew of, but at the Liz Fair one, I'll definitely look up now. Yeah, I had never heard that Liz Fair song. And I was so bummed because one of the, the main parts of our discussion was Christmas and Christmas music. And I had no idea that she had yeah. recorded a Christmas song. I had no idea. I told her that I, I never, uh, when someone tells me something, when I'm interviewing them, I never, I, I just admitted, I had no idea. Oh, I knew that. I, mm -hmm. I, I'll tell you, I didn't like it. But I, <laughs> well, I didn't bring it up because I did not care for it. <laughs> I thought it was quite a departure for you. And yeah, uh, no, I'm glad it you didn't show your best side. I'm glad you went ahead and pivoted back to what you do and do best. Let me tell you something, Mike, I'm going to see if I can get this out. Uh, let me see if I can do this for you. Nobody wants to play with a Charlie in the box. <laughs> Kyle and I discuss the island of misfit toys all the time. Really? Because there's nothing fucking wrong with those toys. There's a doll. Okay. What's wrong with her? Uh, nothing. Uh, there's I, nothing wrong with her. There's a stuffed elephant and he's pink. Well, yeah, that's a stuffed elephant should be pink. No one, no one knows the name of their Jack in the box. We just call it Jack. Charlie could be playing a part. It doesn't keep you from playing with Charlie in the box that his name's Charlie. Well, uh, I, I have to tell you this. I, I'm surprised you don't know it. That doll was named Squeaky From. <laughs> so that was the... That oh, was, it was, no. It, yeah, it was a real turn of events. And it just caused it. And again, came before Squeaky From. <laughs> did it squeak when you squeezed it? Did. It did. That was squeak? the whole point. It was the Squeaky From doll. And then look what happened. There's a water gun filled with jelly. There is. That's a bonus. That's an awesome gift. That's a great <laughs> gift. Everyone have their toast ready. Well, and also, I mean, look, and, and again, well, even if they were they should have had toys. like misfit toys, like the doll should have had like one eye out and like no a bloody arm. Yeah, you know, you're talking Tim Burton territory. Yes, at that Tim point. Burton you misfit toys. Uh, but but as we and we can all agree on this, and this is probably borderline hack at this point. Um, the the misfit toys, I agree with you. You say there's nothing wrong with them other than whatever the yeah. niggling stuff. We're but uh, on the island of misfit <laughs> But there is no doubt, quite frankly, uh, that Santa is a jag-off <laughs> for telling these toys they're misfits <laughs> and banishing them to some frozen yes. wonderland. Yes. I, what are you doing, yes. man? 
Uh, you, you think Burl Ives is going to slide by and talk to them? Oh, He's oh, not. Oh. Who made this fucked up toy? Oh, 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 oh. banish it. <laughs> There's a nice Jack in the box. <laughs> hey, sir, it's a Charlie in a box. To the island with it! <laughs> Fuck that toy. <laughs> Awful, man. Eat, Papa, eat! <laughs> Nobody wants a skinny Santa. Santa! And man, that guy fucking... He, he went to work. He goes to town. Yeah, he didn't fucking... Well, and also Santa's a jag off, too, because he's mean to Rudolph. He's like, eh, whatever, knows. You're not in the fucking games. Go back to the cave. Oh, 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 oh what's, what's going on with that... <laughs> Terrible. They put mud on his nose. Yep. Yeah, and, and it worked. I'm cute. She thinks I'm cute. You know, else is a jag off. <laughs> We're not going to let Rudolph play in any of oh, our reindeer games. Coach terrible. Oh, thanks, coach. Thanks, Jim Jordan, Th yeah. reindeer. Thanks for turning all of my friends against me. <laughs> yeah, fucking jag off. Terrible. And so, you know what should happen at the end when they need Rudolph? He should say, fuck off. Nope, not happening. Not happening. But Good see, luck. But, he, you know, this is that's on you, Santa. <laughs> But he, but he thinks of children. That's why Rudolph is the hero, because uh -huh. he thinks of the children all over. He thinks of the Bumble. He thinks of Yukon Cornelius. He thinks of all of them. He should then, after all the gifts are, are delivered, he should break free and fly home by himself yeah, and leave them. All right, take care. Good, Good luck, luck getting home. <laughs> yeah, it's like taking a drunk keys. Good skis. luck getting home. <laughs> like taking a drunk skis. Did, <laughs> Buddy. You, did you ever see the... Um, the uh, it was uh, it was one of those TV funhouse videos, the one they did with the um, with the peanuts. I don't remember. You know, in the Charlie Brown Christmas special, where they all get around the tree and they just like move their hands around, and when they uh -huh. walk away, they've made a tree. Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember um, TV Funhouse? They yes. were little animated shorts on Saturday Night Live. Of course. You'll have to look this up later. They do a Peanuts one and it looks exactly like the Peanuts, and they do the thing around the tree and they back away and it's like that, and then someone goes. What? What? How did we do that? And then they walk around the town and do it like there's a bum and they do it. And then he's like a rich guy. Oh, and they no just, way. It's hysterical because they're like, what? how did we do that? <laughs> but um, I but I, digre I digress. Nice. I, I will digress. find that. I will find that and see it. I lost my train of thought big time on there talking about the <laughs> Christmas specials. Oh, well, we were doing the ho, ho, ho. We were doing the, uh, the title fight and I said it was a mandatory draw. Majority draw, I should say. All right. Would you, would you want me to jump in with another one or do you want to go to another one? Uh, well, I only have a couple left. So okay, I'm going to go in. Yeah, you should. Here yeah. we go. This is uh, another one for me that is very much like the, um, the Billy Squire song. This is also a contemporary Chris, Christmas song and... The, I have the wrong year here. It's definitely not from uh, 1998. I think it's around I'm going to interrupt you. I got to interrupt you. What do you got to do? Squire, he wrote Christmas is a time to say I love sure you, right? Sure he did. How much money is that guy making off that? He owns his masters, Mike. <laughs> Fucking Squire. Genius. I love that. That's my favorite story to tell. That he owns them. I don't even know it. Tell me. Um, after his band Piper disbanded, mm -hmm. they were on Capitol Records. So Capitol Records gave him a, an album deal, like a two album deal. And I'll apologize to the <laughs> listeners if they've heard this story. I have not. So bear with me. Please. It's okay. People always tell me, yeah, there's new listeners that haven't listened to all 500 episodes. So, yeah. so, um, they gave him a deal. It wasn't a great monetary deal. So he just said, look, can I, can I own my own masters? And of course they said, yeah. Yeah, guy from Piper, <laughs> you can own your own masters. And then the first album, Tale of the Tape, has the song Big Beat on it, which is one of the top most sampled songs of all time. And then you follow it up with, uh, you know, yeah. 
Don't say no. Don't say no. And then emotions <laughs> in motion. And that's why Billy Squire doesn't really have to go out on the package tour with Loverboy every summer. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So well, and Andy doesn't have to, uh, you know, tune up my kind of Santa, my <laughs> right. kind of Santa. Exactly. <laughs> Bastardite is a catalog. Yep. So, uh, so I mean, well, good for him. That's an awesome story. Can, Much the, better than the reverse. And can you imagine like, this fucking kid wanted to own his masters? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this song for me, this is. Pro- I'm going to say this is probably like '83. Can I stop you again? And, and go on a tangent, just not a, ta- not a tangent, but a question for you. Do you want me to play the entire Billy Squire catalog right now? Well, I do love that, to? and I'd love to hear it. Let's make the man gunk, some money. Gunk, 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 gunk. <laughs> oh, do, gunk, gunk, gunk. oh, my God. I, I owe Billy Squire $1,000 just for pl- saying Did that. We re- oh, I sampled it. it. And he'll come get it. Yep. He won't. Uh, so uh, what's your tangent? I got my eyes on. Got my yeah. eyes on you. God damn it. That's a great album. I like that album. I like that album. Shot of Love, dude. That's a jam. Um, My question is, you know, I know you may have seen this in the news. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bob Dylan stepped up and he sold his masters. Yeah. He sold uh, the the song rights for uh, upward of $300 million. So he's 80. Yes. So he's, um, did he feel like they weren't going to, they weren't going to get any, the worth wasn't going to increase. It was time to sell them. Well, I think that's a big enough number to where you would consider that sort of yeah. thing. And also, I think when the cash comes in, it's easier to divide up among your heirs. Yeah, you got $300 million. Than saying, oh, the publishing rights, one-fifth goes over here, this goes over mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? It seems like, and again, I don't know, but for ease of use for an 80-year-old man who's starting to think in these terms, yeah, maybe he thought to himself, this would be an easier thing. And also, I don't want to put the burden on the kids to try to monetize this later and also cause a fight among the, the heirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who go, we shouldn't do that. Well, no, I think Bob liked coffee. You know, dad enjoyed right. that. Um, that's the thing is you don't want, it ends all squabbles. Yep. How do you, do you feel that uh, as, as a, a fan of an artist, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, he's 80 years old and... Um um, if he's, if he's, if he's trying to get the biggest bang for his buck right now, and he doesn't feel like they're going to be worth more than that after he, you know, dies, but, but whoever bought those is going to be able to license them to, you know, a car commercial or whatever, right? Yeah, whoever owns them for all eternity. Yeah. They own it. I mean, I, you know, I get, I mean, I mean, if he's taking care of his family, then I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I, I just saw so much consternation from people it was like and he can do whatever he wants he wrote the songs he did do whatever you want with them of course well i don't think and you know i can't imagine a bruce springsteen ever doing that though true but it's like when michael jackson sniped the songs the Beatles songs you know and then started to license them and things like that um and zeppelin has just you know they in the past 15 years or so they've started to let their music be used yeah and and i see it's because people they claim ownership of this music because it meant so much to them growing up and right. in their lives. Like, like, you know, I've told you the story. My buddy worked at an advertising agency in Chicago and cheap trick came to the advertising agency to pitch themselves and their songs for, for commercials. Yeah. And they played an impromptu acoustic acoustic show in the lunchroom. That's amazing. For the people at, at, at Leo Burnett. And because they were trying to be, and this is, this is 25 years ago. So they're trying to get in the business of getting their music out there then yeah so you know it, it's always the the fan who sees this sort of thing as uh, a betrayal 
or, oh my God, I can't believe they're going to use Dylan's song in a Fruity Pebbles commercial or whatever the fuck. And I, as I've gotten older, I, cause I used to did, I did feel like that certainly, you yeah. know, when I was younger, but now I'm like, man, who cares? Get the, get the last dollar you can <laughs> yeah, in an industry. Cause again, especially with streaming now, they're getting know, killed 125 million streams and you make a thousand bucks yep. or whatever the fuck it is. I mean, it's like a, a new artist can't make a living anymore right and i think that's why a, a bob dylan was like man he's you know even at his age or whatever he sees the writing on the wall where hey man the hard you know you're not he's and also he might not be able to tour again because that's where he made his money and the yeah, merch and stuff right. so why not do this now and then take care of himself and his family whatever yeah. feather the nest without having to fight with the vi- uh, fucking pit vipers who run the record companies even though i feel like bob dylan doesn't even need 300 million dollars you know what i mean nobody needs 300 nobody million needs dollars um, but at the same time, if you've made work that's worth $300 million, mm-hmm. better you and your family to get it than guys in shark skin suits who will figure out every last way to carry the two and fuck you guys over. Right. True. So if you're a musician, make every single dime you possibly can. And, uh, and I, w- I wish more people would understand that and again, that's you know, what it's called actually in business. Carry the two and fuck you <laughs> is what they call it. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> the, uh, the, this all started with like when Napster, you know, was when th- this whole attitude change of people thinking music should be free and they should get it for free. And, right. and, uh, they don't recognize what, what went into making it and how hard it was because yeah. someone's like, Oh, I can play a ukulele. I'm, I'm a musician. Well, not really. It's not the same. Yeah. And you bust your ass and you play coffee houses for eight years. And you know, it's just, I, I wish people would more be more lenient with artists and what yeah. they want to do with their work. Let me interrupt you for a second, just to say, uh, just remind everyone, Merry Christmas. you brought up cheap trick going to an ad agency i did to uh pitch themselves to write some jingles yes here's a band from 1980 not not write some jingles to to license their songs license their songs and write maybe write some original (laughs) jingles you deserve the dream police i'm gonna see if you can guess this band all right (laughs) this is a beverage you know this is dr pepper okay wait do you hear this oh i have a dr pepper to talk oh i can't wait here we go Give it a second. Give it a second. Wow. Is that the babies or that's, is it just him? That's the babies. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I don't even know where I got that from, but, uh, but I'm glad I have it. Uh, well, and I'll tell you what, because you just, you, uh, you threw the Merry Christmas aside as if we had somehow gone away from the theme. Right. We haven't. No, we have not because I can tie Dr. Pepper right back into the holidays. God damn it. Let me hear it. Uh, for Thanksgiving, I found an old recipe. There's a guy I follow on Twitter and he, t- he tweets stuff from the seventies and eighties. Is this uh, are you going to, are you going to make Dr. Pepper chicken? Uh, no, but you're very close. <laughs> Captain Crunch shrimp. <laughs> oh, the Captain Crunch chicken fingers at the Hollywood, uh, the, what was it? The Hollywood cafe. What was that called? I don't know. Hard rock. No, hard the, rock. Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. Might've been that one. All right. So um, tell me about your Dr. Pepper story. So, uh, well, all right, but, but to get there, we have to talk about the mix, the check, the mix I made for Thanksgiving. Okay. You know what Chex mix is? Yes. I love it. All right. You make homemade. I love homemade Chex mix. I love it. It's so delicious. Oh, you just buy it out of a bag at, no, the, at you the liquor store. You can, but when you make it yourself, it's even better. All right. Uh, but I found a recipe. Because actually, 
you can put more of what you you can put more it's, Melba toast can, in there if you, you want. You can construct it the way you'd like. Licorice. Yeah. Oh, I, that seems grim, but I mean, good for you. You do what you want to do. Chunks of cotton candy. Mm, again. Oh, that disappears immediately. You can put it in there. <laughs> um, but I made a snack mix. Okay. That had uh, instead of Chex mix, it used golden grams. Oh. And it was it was from the seventies. They had it on the box back then. Wow. Then how'd you find this recipe? Google it. You know what? I I will I'll share this with your listeners because I'll bet they'd like to follow this gentleman. It is a guy on Twitter named Dinosaur Dracula. <laughs> and he finds like old things from the seventies and old recipes and like weirdness and old music and old commercials. It's great. It's really fun right. and nostalgic okay. for me, certainly. So this this mix, and he says he makes it every year. His, he had a blog entry where he's like, I make it every year. My family loves it. And it's just, it's mixed nuts and golden grams. You bake it in the oven. There's butter and uh, there's Italian seasoning. It's just, and I will say for this, it was a little, it was, I, I made it, I'd, I'd modify it the next time if I make it again. I'd add less golden grams and I'd add more, whatever. It doesn't matter, but that exists. Okay. But, uh, but in that same theme, uh, I sometimes on Instagram, you'll come across like people finding old recipes from like the seventies, you know, like, Hey man, you should put your leftover peas in that jello, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, well, dude, I found uh, this is a delicious recipe, and it was like, hmm, a new drink for the holidays. Hot Dr. Pepper. Huh. You cook it on the stove. It's just literally you boil it, you boil it up like you would make any and sort of- And you did this? Not yet. Okay. I'm going to this Christmas. He's <laughs> very excited. I'm very excited. And uh, and you you steam, you cook it up. You, but you, regular, don't do diet talk, Dr. Pepper. No, I can't no, imagine warm diet and soda. And not cherry bullshit. No. Go with the, go with the doctor. Get the yep. fucking doctor, all right? Get the one the babies would drink. You're damn right. <laughs> so you heat it up and then you slice lemons, like actual lemons, and you put a lemon in the bottom of each cup. And then you, and then you fill up the cup with the hot Dr. Pepper. And it's got a, it's, I bet it's like a hot toddy without the booze. But you could put some booze in it too. If I you think. want to, but try it clean first. <laughs> then you call it Dr. Booze. Dr. <laughs> Boozer. <laughs> uh, I looked this up on YouTube. Let me see if this is what I'm looking for. This, this Now, when I said Cheap Trick went down there to write some of them jingles. Were they looking right. for a soul to steal? <laughs> <laughs> they were in a bit of vine. Way behind. Of a kind, stop on a dime, fast as time. Highs climb, riders ride, babies was crying. Nothing else is a Pepsi. Nothing else is a Pepsi. This is Cheap Trick when they went down to write some jingles for Pepsi. You've got your longest jump over time. Donald Trump for us gum. Team Slump. What are you expecting that? Jesus, I like that just as a song, right? <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even like Pepsi now. It's my favorite beverage. Oh my god! Heat it up on the stove. Oh, I love oh, it. You're gonna boil some up. All right. I, I love a Pepsi. I love a Pepsi. Oh. <laughs> well, that was good. What's that from? I just I rem I used to have some uh, bootlegs of them doing these Pepsi jingles, and then when I lost my um when I lost music on my hard drive, I lost those. So I just went to YouTube, and there they were. Yeah, I that might have been depending on the year. That might have been when they were trying to get into business with Burnett. Yeah, they went down there and they said, we got some Pepsi jingles. And they said, play them in the lunchroom. <laughs> get a wash tub and a broom. Um, am I playing one more or are we moving to you? Well, you've done a couple. Let's move to me. I have, no, I have, Christ, I have someone needs left. to put themselves into the show. It's very important. People know my list. Uh, I'm going to say this song. This song is a... Uh, Merry Christmas, Mike. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Thank this you. song is a... Um, 
This is a ubiquitous song, all right? You wouldn't know it's a Christmas song. There's allusions in the lyrics that are very Christmassy. Uh, a boy to save this world. We don't need boxes with ribbons, like that sort of thing. I'm not even sure they say the word Christmas in this song. I love this song. Uh, did you get the acoustic version like I hoped? Oh, I do. Oh, God. I didn't have to get it. I had it. It wipes me out every goddamn time. It is... It is. Uh, when these guys are good, they're great. And when they're not good, they're... But when they're good, it doesn't matter. It's such a home they're run. So Watch it leave the park. Yep. Um, and this song has been used for everything from thank yous to the troops mm -hmm. to played over montages of hurricane survivors. Right. To the Buffalo Sabres in 2007 used it as their song on their quest for the Stanley mm. Cup. I mean, it is it is one of those songs that you could apply to virtually any situation. Tor Hansen played this when he murdered a girl on a pit. Did he really? Yep. Yep. Uh, well, good for Tor. Well, I'm glad we brought He's going to be very excited. If he, if he paid, if, I'm sure he tuned out after he heard his own voice and we made fun <laughs> of him done. for a minute. See you later. Uh, this is a, this is a, it's a song with Christmas lyrics that's not necessarily about Christmas. Right. It's about hope. And I think Christmas should always be about hope. I feel like you're getting choked up introducing this. I, I just told you the acoustic version wipes me out every right. time. And it is the Goo Goo Dolls with a song called Better Days. It's a great song. And you ask me what I want this year And I try to make this kind and clear just a chance that maybe we'll find better days cause I don't need boxes wrapped in strings and desire to love and empty things just a chance that maybe we'll find better days so Good. I'd love to. I'd love to interview Johnny Resnick, but it's one of those bands that just there's. I can't find any contact information anywhere for anything. Really? Yeah. Um, that's yeah. a great song. Um, I, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it chokes me up every time. It's just, it's, again, it's not, it's not even necessary. It was, I was, you know, what, when they wrote it, it was for a Target Christmas album. Wow. That was what it was first released on. And Seems um, like a waste. <laughs> well, it wasn't Walmart. It was Target. Um, and then it came. Did you say Walmart? Did you say Walgreens? Target. Oh, okay. It was on a Target Christmas. Seven Eleven had a Christmas no, album. No, 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 a Target. Uh, red and white. Think red and white. Um, so yeah, I. But that song again. It's one of those things where, as we've talked about before, bands can be punchlines. You can go, oh, the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, whatever. Right. Asia. And, yeah, right. And then you you walk through the store and you hear this song and it it, it takes you to your knees because right. it's just so. The sentiment is beautiful. Like I said, it's a song about hope, and we are in a period of time where, God damn, do we need some hope? And uh, and it's just fitting and right, and and it, they're, they're, it's just so good. I mean, uh, the song. I, I mean, again, the song Iris too. I was I literally was in the grocery store the other day. Oh no! And I heard Iris, and I had to fucking kind of deter. Uh, that City the, of Angels movie oh, beats me up, dude. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, look, better days. Look, my twenty twenty three is right around the corner. Sure is. It's coming. It's coming, buddy. 
Uh, well, we'll talk about that when I'm here for the New Year's show in a, in a week. Oh, we already <laughs> did that. That's already been recorded and oh, in the can. Locked and loaded, huh? All oh, right. Wait a minute. Hold on. This year of all years, you recorded the New Year's show early? Do you, have, you don't know what's going to happen in the next nine days. I just put, I put it up in that way. I mean, I didn't post it yet, but it it drops like New Year's Day or something. New you Year's hope Day. if there's a New Year's yeah, Day, we'll try. <laughs> All right, for you and me right now, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop the file. I got to start a new file because we are at our time limit of two hours and seven minutes. Well, this was fun. I'll talk to you soon. No, no, we're not done. It sounds like I'm leaving. No. I, I was gonna throw the seagull stinkeroo in front of that song just for a joke, Ooh. but then you got too uh, you no. got too emotional. You would never see nine and a half feet close so fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop in the file. All right, so I just started a new file, Mike. We are in uh, hour three of our Mary Schmidtmas celebration. Are we really? It doesn't We're, seem that it's breezing by for me. It never seems like that when you're here when we just talk. Well, that's good. When Murray's here, it's death. And, and fifteen minutes <laughs> in, I'm like, is this hour four? It's unbelievable. Murray Christmas, buddy. Murray Christmas. <laughs> um, I sent Murray a Christmas present. If I sent you a Christmas present and it came in the mail last week, would you open it immediately or would you wait till Christmas? Well, I mean, I would wait. I would let you know that it arrived and I would probably ask your preference because I have, I have listeners who are very kind for mm -hmm. my show yeah. and I'm doing a live stream where they can watch me open them if they want. Okay. I, but I always say to them, if you'd like me to open it right away, let me know. But with But my friends, I would text them and say, hey, I got your gift and I would wait till Christmas on my own. Oh my God, I open things immediately. I don't even ask. It comes in the mail. I'm like, they wanted me to have it. Wow, seriously. I'm opening it. But he's a, I talked to him today. I go, did you open the thing yet? He's like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to wait till Christmas morning. I'm like, okay, good. That's cool. That's his preference. I'm I'm not angry that he didn't open it yet, but I'm just- Sounds like you might be angry about it. Why would a fucking guy open it? No, but I don't have that willpower. I'm like with- with, with, uh, you know, an Amazon package comes, if my name's on it, I tear it open. Something from pop culture beast. I tear, it's like, it's, it's like animal from, uh, the Muppets is opening something. <laughs> um, well, I, I can see that, but I will say this to you. Um, and, and from my point of view, mm -hmm. uh, waiting is for me, the normalcy of Christmas. Cause I don't have a family and kids and okay. a tree and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's kind of neat. I think Personally, I believe everybody should open something on Christmas morning. Well, we're not opening, we don't open our gifts I understand. early. But if, I, but if, a, per, if a person sent it to me, uh, you know, I'd probably put it under the tree if I had a tree, you know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, throw it right in a fire. <laughs> I, I would toss it out in the trash. <laughs> there you go. Throw it in the Phantom Zone with fucking Zod <laughs> into the sky. Kiss Alive 2, Phantom Zone, whatever Murray sent me. Oh, I wish I had a copy of Kiss Alive 2 that I could just uh, give to you to give to Lenny. Oh my God. Here you go. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, I will tell you, I don't know if Lenny feels the same way because again, he's gotten kids and, and when you get a kid, you're like, oh, she put her thumbprint in clay. It's the best thing. I fuck off. The best thing you ever got. Please. Oh, an ashtray. You know. I don't smoke. Oh, it was so good. But thank you for thinking of me. Oh my God. Oh, you took my old shoelaces and made a man. You know, <laughs> that's, that's all that kid sentimental garbage. Yes, yeah, fine. But for me, I'll never forget seeing that flat package in my fucking cousin Connie and Karen's hands. And I was like, what? In the garage right now, we have these, uh, you know, they're just a plastic bin that you buy at Target, you mm -hmm. know, and they're full and it's like labeled. It says like, uh, it says like Rita, second grade, and it's all artwork. And I, when we're in the garage, I say to Pilar, I go, how long do, do, we, we, how long do we keep that? How long are we holding on to this fire hazard? I'm just like, <laughs> I go, can we, can we open this up and pull out like 10 things or can we, can we take pictures of it and then put it? 
digitally. Yeah, I make go, a loop or something. Or, and keep like 10. If there's something really good, we'll keep like 10 things. Do we need that whole tub? And it's like, yeah, you're probably right. And it's like, but I don't have time to do that right now. And so I just, it's just never gonna, No, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the project when you're 80. Uh, on her wedding day, you pull it down and you sob into that tub. Yeah. Like I just did the CD purge. It doesn't look like it. By the way, she's getting married when she's 54, mm-hmm. apparently. Yep. <laughs> I uh, I did a thing with her the other day and when we were in the car and I'm 40 years older than Rita. So she's 16, I'm 56. So I'm like, I go, you know, when you're 20, I'll be 60. I go, and then when you're, when you're 30, I'll be 70. And then I go, and when you're 40, and I go, I <laughs> go, done. And she's like, no. I go, okay. I go, okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Because people in my family live into their 90s. So I go, I go, but when you're, I go, but when you're 50, I go. Yeah, done. Yeah. And I'm gonna, one of these days, I'm going to lay down on the dining room floor and not wake up. <laughs> that was a story I told off camera. I mean, <laughs> not off camera, off, off mic. Oh, I'm sorry. That was on the air. Maybe it was. I don't remember. Well, Mike's referencing uh, my brother after uh, Christmas dinner <laughs> or Thanksgiving dinner. He would just lie down on the carpeted uh, dining room floor and just uh, sleep right there amongst uh, amongst everyone that's still. It table. was off the air because I was talking about. Uh, you asked me about Lenny and the girls. That's so that's funny. Right. <laughs> um, were you going to say something? Now I don't know where we're at. No, you were talking about. Rita. We're an hour five. <laughs> you were talking about Rita and so, about um, the, the thing. So in the it car. was just funny, yeah, and her artwork and stuff. Yeah, but um, no, you were talking about opening gifts, and you said, Oh, no, no, I was gonna say, I, I did the CD, it doesn't look like it, but I did the CD purge that I do this time every year. Like, I go through my CDs, I go through every one, and then I go, and then I find the one where I'm like, I am never ever gonna play this. Like, I'm never taking this into the car, I'm never, I've got the files in my computer, I'm never gonna play this. And so, I pull that out and I list it on eBay. Yeah. And I, I, li- I must have listed, I don't know, like 30 CDs because it's just like- Any action? Any movement? Yeah, I've sold a couple. I've sold, I sold a couple of Paul McCartney's. I sold uh, a couple of uh, Madonna's. It's just like, I'm like, I'm never going to play it. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So, I, I recognize, I don't even have, I mean, I have CDs just, mm-hmm. I mean, just a, not anywhere, you know, a fraction of what you have, yeah. but just because I can't bear to dump them into the trash. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't want them. I don't need them. And should I put them on eBay? Yes. But that would be work. It, it, I gotta be honest. It is, it is work. It is work. Of course. All right. I think I started, uh, teeing up this song, uh, in hour two. Um, this is another one of those songs. I think it's from 83 or 84. This is a, a gigantic artist at the time. And this is an original Christmas song. And, uh, again, um, I don't know where I heard this the first time, but I love it. And you probably know this one. It's actually called Christmas time. Christmas time. You we waited It's the Groover from Vancouver. <laughs> In a world where we 
You like that one? Uh, it's it's the first miss for me. I will say, Ooh. yeah. Because again, should he, I have played heaven? <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> he just said something about Christmas in it. Uh, because again, I will say that we talked about how Elton John made an, a Christmas song. Uh, Elton John song happened to be about Christmas, right? That right there, that sounded like a guy forcing something. All right, it, it sounded like a Brian Adams song, but also uh, it, it it just sounded. It, it, you know, I think that construct betrayed him okay he should have gone the traditional route instead of basically doing a brian adams song that sounded like heaven okay and then and but talking about jesus you know for me gotcha yeah for me it's and i have again well known i I don't like gentle i don't like very (laughs) twee you know yeah well that's not even twee that's just very that's a nap. It's just a nap. With I, just, I don't, I don't, it's not for me, you know? And, and he, it's funny because again, he has, he's one of those dudes who's got like five songs that I just, that are fucking home runs and yes. everything else, everything else for me. I'm just like, nap, pass. Yeah. A lot of the catalog is, is, is a tough haul. Yeah. Uh, but, but I, you know, it's funny. Like I, I love the song with Pam Anderson singing in it. That that's, you know, just cause I love, I, one weakness I have as a music fan, mm-hmm. I love people who aren't singers or who can't really sing yeah. singing. I don't know why I just, I, I loved Rick Moranis in Little Shop of Horrors and he did great. Tom Waits. Uh, well, I don't know about all that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but also Pam Anderson trying so hard and I just pictured Brian Adams. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Just calling her over and over because he wants to fuck her so bad, trying to get her in to sing this song. <laughs> Merry just, Christmas. There's no other reason to give her the gig. You know, it's funny. When I got Brian's horrible autograph over yes, there. Yes, you did. When I got that autograph at the Thousand Oaks Civic Center, one of the first people out of the, uh, and that was in 2012, I believe. I, I can't tell because he wrote 2-0 and then an, uh, the letter N. <laughs> But I think it's a twelve. <laughs> the, the, but a chemical sign for boron. The first person Seinfeld would The say. first person out of the artist entrance door after the the show was Pam Anderson. Oh. So they must be friends of uh, some type. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he railed her. Or at least he tried desperately to do so. Here's a traditional Christmas classic sung by my favorite singer of all time. Is it I saw Pammy railing Santa Claus? <laughs> Yes. Ah. Uh, this is sung by my favorite rock singer. And uh, it's a, like I said, it's a traditional Christmas song, and her voice is killer. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. We get it. She nails it. Of course. Yeah, that's a, that's a crusher. Uh, do you, you, con- you consider 2,000 Miles a Christmas song, right? 
Uh, I, I'm not familiar enough with it to say yes or no. <clears throat> but I definitely know that that was a Christmas song that we just heard. Well, that was a clearly. traditional Christmas. Is that a Christmas album? I don't know. Or is it one of the very specials? Um, that is not on one of the very specials, but it's on some compilation that, uh, that I had in, in my life. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You rather hear that or you rather hear Tattooed Love Boys? Well, Tattooed Love Boys. <laughs> Here's 2,000 Miles. All right. This is on the Learning to Crawl album just as a song, but I feel like it's a... Uh, I know it. I, I, just, know. I don't know the, you know, you don't know the lyrics. It's a big ramp up. Chrissy? Chrissy, get in here, Chrissy. He's gone. That's a Christmas song. And then song. she says, we'll be back at Christmas time. Now, Mike. That's absolutely a Christmas song. And I might add, a better choice than your choice. <laughs> is it? Is it a Christmas song when Train does it? From the album Christmas in Tahoe. The snow is I've spent Christmas in Tahoe. Is it like this? I was in a mission. Oh boy. Yep. Sounds like a story. Sorry, Patrick Monahan, <laughs> but my friend Mike needs to tell a story. Well, it's not, I don't need to tell it. I just, Look, uh, you can't throw out, I spent Christmas in Tahoe in a mission. If you're in And a, then we move on and play <laughs> another Halford song. That was one of the saddest moments I've ever had was watching It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve in a men's group home. Uh, wearing a tie because I had a job interview earlier that day at a casino. So I'm wearing a sweater over a dress shirt and tie and sitting with these dudes who were sipping like hard cider and flasks. Who are you with, Martini? <laughs> Martini might have been there. Has he, he been was... a dime? <laughs> no, I'm with Mr. Martini from It's a Wonderful Life. He's, he's building the fucking houses. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Martini from One Flew Over the Cooper's No, he Nest. brought us a goose. Um, it was... Uh, it was not a, you know, it was not fun. And actually, you know, what's funny is I was walking out, uh, I had dress shoes on. Okay. And, uh, I went to leave cause I had to go to my cabin part of it or whatever the fuck. And so I walked out on the porch and slipped oh, Christ. in a way, like in, like in a cartoon, you would laugh. <laughs> like I, I went ass up and I came down flat back on oh, five wooden no. stairs and shattered all the ice on the porch and the stairs. Like literally like up in the air, made such a, I, I, you know what? I made a clatter? such a clatter throughout the men's home that night. They sprang from their bed. They sprang from their, their drinking and to come outside to see me. And, uh, and I was fine. I got up and I just dusted myself off. And that's when I, that was one of the times I decided I was unkillable because I've, I've had many moments like that. Um, but I literally up in the air, a good, you know, whoop, 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 three feet and flat backed down and broke all the ice on the porch oh and the God, stairs. That's terrible. But you were okay. Okay. Yeah, we had, uh, I had, at, at, uh, did you get the job? <laughs> God, I hope you got the job. Well, that was a time I was homeless for a while in Tahoe and stuff. Cause, uh, I lived with a dude who was a gambler 
and I was running bets for him, and then he lost all his money, and he was my, you know, whatever. He long, was no, was his code name story. was Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> it might have been. Uh, he, and he, so I, I, we were homeless, and actually we, wow. we lived in a hotel for a while, and then we were homeless where we stayed in the casino for three days, just stayed awake, and I stole money off tables to to eat food. And I don't like your homeless story. I like when Michael J. Fox <laughs> says, I only had a dollar left, and I got the call to be on Family Ties. Right, yeah, exactly. You're not getting that. You didn't get that call. You no. got the- uh, No, I made friends with a, a buffet chef, so we could eat there once a week for free. What was the job? Do you remember what the job was? The job I auditioned, I went and- Yeah, yeah I interviewed. Was, I was a security guard at, okay. at uh, Caesar's and, Palace. And? I got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That um, was a Christmas miracle. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I, wanted, I worked at three casinos when I was I feel was like that would pay good money. It was, it was fine. You know, it was good. Uh, but I mean, at the time, you know, I was, I was just trying to, you know, I didn't, cause I didn't get the job for like three weeks. Uh-huh. And then I hooked back up with the dude who I had been, the only other dude I knew in town really, other than, a, the, you know, the derelicts who were betting yeah. on hockey with me. Um, and then I wound up, we got a room to share at a woman's house, this woman, Dolores, who basically saved my life because she let Guy and I stay in a room together. Do you know, not want to tell the, the person's real name? So you just calling him guy. <laughs> his name was guy. And, uh, and it's, you know, and again, I'll, I'll just fucking say it. His name was guy Tory, which is a name. You're like, that's a crazy name. And then there's a famous comedian named guy, guy Tory, like yeah. 10 years later. Um, but this dude and I, we wound up, we, she let us rent a room, two men. She let into her yeah. house to rent a room. And we said, and I'm like, we're not a couple. It's nothing weird. I'll sleep on the floor, but mm-hmm. we're desperate. And she allowed us to stay in her home with her child, her son. Wow. That's really weird. Yeah. She rent. we rented the room and, and I, I helped her kid. I would tutor him in school and stuff. She would cook for us. And I put my life together and guy just kept spiraling. Uh, and what about Dolores? Do you stay in touch with her? I don't. Uh, but I, I will say that I was a very wonderful tenant and I went through her closet and her drawers and I found her vibrator. That was fun. Um, I'm a sneaky guy, Pat. I feel like this isn't very Christmassy all of a sudden. <laughs> well, it, was, then, it, it got Christmassy. We had a Christmas miracle and then, and must, then the miracle of the vibrator happened. I was a sneaky guy. I was. Isn't and, that what the, the three kings brought? Gold, frankincense, and, and a vibrator. Yeah. And Gemini dong. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You go specific. Yeah. No, she actually had the, uh, that, that, uh, Literally the, like the, I don't know if we need more on a Christmas show. Brought, this is good for another show. She had the vibrator that the Puritans brought over. Just that solid white, good, her, uh, good I'm, stock. I'm writing down uh, 17 minutes, 15 seconds into the uh, third hour to edit. You're going to cut it out? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. All right. Let, let's m- moving on. What do you got for us? <laughs> Oh, why are you, all right, let me ask you this. What? Because like, now I want to play. I want to give you a different song. Because now if I give you this song, okay. I'm done with songs. Okay. I'm, I'm Look, fired I out. tell you what, I will go to the iTunes store and possibly be able to find one of your songs. Well, I will give you a very play- popular song from my other list. I don't have to give you the, the, other, the other one. We don't have to do that. No, let's, we'll do that one. We'll do this one. We'll do that one. Okay, so what do you want? What do you what do you want? You lost me. Do you Dude. want one from my original list that I submitted yeah. to you, or do you want one from my my classic list? Do do one that I do one that I didn't tell you I had, and I will find it. Okay, all right. Well, good. Let me pull this up. Hold on. Hold on a second, Pat. Get that phone away from that goddamn mic. Shut up. It makes right. the mic go zizzy zizz. It does. I don't care for that. And again, I'm not a professional. I think we all know this. Uh, all right. So let me find a song because there were a couple. There were a few. Um. Hmm. Oh, this is hmm. fun. <laughs> well, I could have given you one that was just like a, a new one. Do you want me to play one while you look for yours? Do that. Do that. Let's do that. All right. Let's uh, let's see what you think of this one. You might know it. You might love it. I, I gotta I gotta throw this one. Out. I dedicate this to the Hansons 
and uh, to David uh, Guterres. I put the accent on Guterres. Guterres. Uh, Guterres. Feliz Navidad to David Guterres. Feliz Navi Queen. know that song thank god it's christmas i do and and let's say you're a singer and you think to yourself i should be a professional singer and then you hear a queen song and you go i'm never doing this and you decide you're going to be a bouncer at caesar's yeah or 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 a guy who's like a plumber who listens to queen all day on his ear earbuds i mean he's he's the just the gold standard it's ridiculous right Yes, I have to. I have to add this right now. A guy named Danny Schluck, Schlucker, just followed me on uh, on Twitter. Okay, and you know how you write your little description, whatever it is. What do you call that? Your little your bio. Your bio. <laughs> His bio is I'm pretty kick ass. Schlucker, nice. <laughs> he knows. Nobody knows more than the Schluck, dude. Look, uh, all I can say is I'm pretty kick ass. Nice. I like it. <laughs> Okay, what do you got for me? All right, here's a song, and because I've been pretty heavy, I've given you a lot of heavy in my choices. Heavy, uh, a lot of breakup, you know, a lot of a lot of heavy tunes. So, so let's be happy. Let's go with a song that's recent. Let's go with a Christmas original. All right, let's go with our uh, our lovely friend, our talented uh, Ingrid Michaelson. Okay, I'll, I'll let you look, find her on the uh, on the old iTunes. Okay, and tell me her name. Tell me the song. Uh, it, it is a song. It is very recent. It is a recent song, Pat. Do you, want, right. to know, you want to know the name of the song? Is that going to help you instead? I think so. Ingrid Michelson is, she does a holiday hop, uh, every year in New York. This year would have, she did the 14th. Is the song called Holiday no, Hop? No, the song is called Christmas Valentine. Okay. And it's a, it's a duet with her and a Jason Mraz. Now I'll tell you this. I'm not a Jason Mraz guy. It's not someone where I'm like, oh, I must hear Jason Mraz. But when he jumps in here, because she, her voice is perfect. Her voice is sweet as hell. And it's just a fun kind of a Christmas ditty. I see it. And it's a love story. And, uh, but then when he sings, you're just like, oh man, that guy, that is silky as hell. I mean, just a silky ass voice. Now it's the iTunes store, so I don't know where it'll drop us in, but let's find out. Probably in a good part, right? I hope so. Reservation, but we'll never make it there. Fire still inviting, there's nowhere I'd rather be. There's something about you that I'm getting used to, baby. Just be mine, a kind of sort of Christmas Valentine. You're making every day with you, and I feel like a Summer or in fall Ooh. If all the roses are in bloom Or nothing is at all Cause love it has no calendar It's always evergreen 
That's very nice. Like your classic Christmas duet between right. a man and a woman. And it's like a Bing and a Bowie. It is, right? It's right there. Angie it's, Bowie. Uh, oh, no. Uh, but yeah, that, that's just, uh, it's like a, a, a fun. Good. Where'd you find light? that? Uh, well, Ingrid Michaelson is someone who, like I said, she's done this holiday hop mm-hmm. for years. And then there was, I almost chose another song of hers, uh, which is called Look, It's uh, Looks Like a Long, a Cold, Cold Winter. Okay. But that's a, 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 a tradi- it's a classic song. It's a traditional Christmas song. And so I, at, while I was looking for that, I saw that she released this last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause also I was concerned, I was interested in the holiday hop. Uh, and I was like, how's she doing that this year? And they did it virtually. Of course. Uh, in, on December 10th, I think it was. But in, fi- in looking for the other, I found this one. She just released it as a single last year. And I listened to it. And I was like, this is gorgeous. I that mean, I, and I dug it. So, I mean, I, yeah, I just, again, very man and woman Christmas, you know, the, the sleigh bells and, uh, and just great. Just a real holiday fun feel. Without, uh, without the guy trying to keep the lady at his house. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm going to fight that to the death, man. I thought maybe you found this song the way Christy Stratton finds her songs. You, you Shazam at the Whole Foods. Oh, boy. I've done I've done that. That's of happened. Course. I'll do it at the sushi joint. There's nothing better when you're eating sushi and then you just hold your phone over your head trying to get the speaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Title fight. Title fight. Let's do it. Now, this first, it's, it's the same Christmas song done by two different artists. Uh, one's the original artist, so going to be hard to beat that person. This is a very divisive Christmas song. I love it, but some people hate it. Really? Hate it. Really? So here we go. What am I getting first? I'm getting the original. The original. The moon is right. The spirit's up. <laughs> We're here tonight. <laughs> and that's enough. Have you seen the Twitter joke about that about I, that song? No, I have not. It's the greatest of all time. It said if you just read the lyrics, it's a coven of witches casting a spell and trying to open a portal into another dimension, and someone walks in. And they change immediately to simply having, it's like, the moon is out, the spirit's right, and simply, they have to switch it right away because someone burst it. It's, I mean, oh, that is really funny. man, it makes me laugh. What a great now, joke. Do you like that song or loathe it? I like that song. I do. It's a new segment on the show, Like or Loathe. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'm opting for like, friend. I like it. Loathe. I love it. Yes. Because it's, look, do you think to yourself, that's a fantastic song? Or does it just go, that's Christmas. Makes me feel good. Yeah. It makes me think of Christmas. Sometimes just yep. so, just a joyful song is enough. Yep. So I agree with you. I like that song. I do too. Now, we're going to hear a version from 2018 oh from an album called Christmas Party. <laughs> is it Black Flag? I hope it's Black Flag. Christmas Party. Please tell me it's Black Flag. It's TV not. Party. They remade TV Party, but called it Christmas Party? By a band called Halford. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I'm not going to tell you who the band is. I don't know if you'll be able to guess it or not. All right. Here we go. All right, let's do it. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time The party's on The feeling's here It only comes This 
Mike's closing his eyes doing that. He's trying to figure out who it is. No clue. No idea. I don't know who that is. Now, they do a straight-up rendition of it. They do. Very straight ahead. That would be Mickey Dolan's and the Monkees. Okay. Doing that. All right. I can see that. And it did. I, now I know it's Mickey after, after thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think McCartney's is a superior of version. Of course. Of course. But if you're going... Well, let me ask you this. If you're going to do... Because that's a contemporary Christmas song. Right. Don't you got to put your brand on it? Don't you got to spin it a little? Yeah. Like if it's the monkeys, throw a tambourine in there for fuck's sake. Or say, here we come. <laughs> well, I don't it's know we go Christmas that time. <laughs> Get the funniest presents from that fat guy in red. <laughs> hey, hey, it is Christmas. I mean, yeah, they didn't, they don't really put a monkey spin on it at all. But well, you know why? Because ha- half the monkey spin is in the grave. <laughs> True. You can't, you can't go, let's put a monkey spin on this. Half like, okay. the monkeys are spinning in their grave <laughs> the when spin, they hear this. Call the spin guy. Well, unfortunately, his phone ain't working six feet under. Uh, every year I try to find a new Christmas album that I don't own and I purchase it. All right. Now, new, new? Or I mean, even if it's from like 1967, you'll buy it? Uh, yes. Answering you, you yes. Now, okay. this one came out 10 years ago. But it was just re-released, remastered as a 10th anniversary edition. It's called, the album's called A Christmas Cornucopia. And this person has this fantastic voice. Her name is Annie Lennox. Let me hold it up. Which camera do I point this to, Mike? There you go. There you go, that one. Uh, it's A Christmas Cornucopia. Well, it's a lot of, again, is that Foo Fighters or Punch Him in the Pussy? Is that, because uh, that's a lot of alliteration from earlier <laughs> in the show. <laughs> Christmas Cornucopia. Christmas, Christmas, a a Christmas cornucopia. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to play a song from it. It's called The Holly and the Ivy. And it's very, very, it's it, very like old fashioned It sounds like it would be very Ave Maria-ish. Yes, yes. Okay. And, and here's The Holly and the Ivy. The Holly and the Ivy, when they are both full. Now, first of all, just critique the voice. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. Here, this will count. It's going to be a comment and a question, but will also uh, triple as a critique. Okay. All right. Uh, when a sound like that mm-hmm. exists in nature, why are you and I even talking? <laughs> why, why would our lives not be consumed with that sound rather than ever thinking anything we said could compete with that Holy Christ. Her voice is she's I'm amazing. I'm again again I'm tearing up because I'm a sap, but uh because she's perfect. Yes. Everything she does is perfect. Yeah. And then to hear this, this came out when? 2010 and they just remastered it? Yes. So okay. It came back out Fine. So we we first heard of her in eighty three. Yeah. Uh, maybe. So you so you're looking at uh 17 years later, she she still is is a, a more than seventeen years. She's a bell eighty three to ninety ninety to oh, twenty seven years. Yeah, and she still is a bell. She yeah. still is that sound. You know what? Mm-hmm. If if there's anyone on earth, you could say 
would be a verbal North Star to lead people toward the Christ child. Right. I'm going to go with Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox. Holy God, that's perfect. So even though that was an old timey song, you still liked it. Loved it. You know, and again, she's also, she's not going to do any wrong. She could have sang that fucking Cheap Trick Pepsi song, the guy <laughs> do a cartwheel. But, but that was beautiful. It was a beautiful representation. That song was gorgeous. But also she, again, she's, she's your, she's, she's your free pass to perfection. Great. Here's a, here's one more track from that album. Okay. <laughs> I thought you should have turned it down before his voice even hit. No, but this is, yeah, this is, I just, this is, I, this just came today. Well, now I want that. Now I want to it's listen so to it. It's so great. Yeah, it's I'll find so it fantastic. when I get home. Because boy, oh boy, that yeah. was, that was incredible. Now there's a blue cover. That's the one from 10 years ago. And then there's this and one. And the but red one is the remaster. Yeah. All right. You know, whatever. Why would you make a blue cover for a Christmas album? If the red and white works perfect. What are you doing? I don't know. The blue, the blue and white's kind of, uh, well, blue and white is a uh, Hanukkah colors, but it's, it kind of gives you like a snowy type. Do you think she's having a blue Christmas? I hope not. I'll tell you what, it doesn't blow that album. <laughs> what do we got? We just heard the Holly and the Ivy we for did, sure. And I loved it. Here's a song. Uh, this person famously snubbed me uh, for an autograph. Oh. Her and her husband. Okay. Neil Jerome. I was saying, I knew who I knew who exactly it was because literally when you say that there are three names that pop into my head, and uh, and because uh, at first I thought it was Lindsay Buckingham, no. uh, and then you said she and her husband, and then I knew exactly who it was. And when it was, I tell that Lindsay Buckingham story, <clears throat> he walked by people in wheelchairs. Yes. Okay. Because people don't believe when I say that. No, I was there. Okay. <laughs> it was me, you, and Jimmy. We were we were yeah. there, and it was yeah, and, absolutely. And, and people don't believe when I say that. They go, I, I, I that can't be true. I'm like, it's but, true. <laughs> but also, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. You know what I mean? This is a guy people again. In wheelchairs waiting. I, I hear you, and we would be different. You, he can walk by me. But after 41 years of stopping for people in wheelchairs, he took one night off <laughs> from doing it. But it's in, he's in he's in his hometown. He's going to be home in 20 minutes in a limo. So what? If I'm in a wheelchair and Lindsey Buckingham walks by me, I go, are you kidding me? I'm in a wheelchair. That, that's, and that's the problem. See, what that's if the just, deal. What if he just races? Fuck. If, you, if I come out of a concert and I'm like, he's, he's drained. He played a fantastic show for us that night. And, uh, and Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch are just there parked on the fucking curb staring at me. I'm just kind of, I got to go like, all right, I can't. I just, uh, and I'm with you. I would walk up and I would probably yeah. greet them and say hello. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're, you know, I can't, I mean, this dude. He's been he's been on the road since what sixty six or whatever the fuck you know what I mean? How many how many wheelchairs has he stopped for? What if all right? Let me let me. What if I was to advance this to you? He stopped for twenty seven thousand people in wheelchairs in his life. Yeah, and that night he skipped by three. Are you angry still? I am angry because it's just three. That takes such a such a. And again, he doesn't. But these people you, don't owe us anything. All right, you, you say it's just it doesn't take anything. But what do you fuck over there? And 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 fucking Wheelie's like, hey, can you do me a favor and sign these eighty things that I have? And then because if he doesn't sign the eighty things, then like I can't believe he turned down a guy in a wheelchair for autographs. You know what I mean? You can't win in that situation. Are you saying because the guy in the wheelchair has like a bucket underneath where he can keep a bunch of stuff? I'm saying that Buckingham gets him to the top of the stairs like Baby Jane, and he dumps him down the fucking stairs. Take that, Wheelie. <laughs> Give me a moment's peace. Remember Lindsay's wife that night? Come on, Lindsay. Yes, we don't I have do. time for this. Coming, honey. Yeah. Well, 
coming 30 year younger honey wife but these guys with shock treatment might need a handler you know what i mean it's like it's another thing you were like this dude's had high volume decibel volume in his ears forever (laughs) he might be a scramble head he needs the wife to go hey the car's over here what what where's the i don't know where the the car's over here's like reagan the guy's half fucking there when i was with Lindsay, i never had to tell him where the car was (laughs) every time he would just come over and every song is my baby i I never had children with Lindsay. i never we never got we never got pregnant i was never able to have babies but i wrote landslide and i would like to play another one here's one of my babies here's dreams (laughs) so this is pat benatar this is an original Christmas song, I believe, from her 2001 album called Go, but they threw a Christmas song on, you know, like a bonus track. Sure. A gonus track. A bonus. Go a gonus. That's right. It's Christmas in America. There's carols in the air. The snow is falling on the ground. There's holly everywhere. The people Their troubles put aside They smile a little brighter It seems at Christmas time It's Christmas in America Let the angels sing It's Christmas in America Let freedom ring Let peace resound throughout the world Especially I don't like it. I don't know why I picked it. Why'd you choose that? You know what? Because I hadn't heard it in a long time, and so I just threw it in, and I didn't really give it a listen. Well, I, I will tell you this. Pat Benatar belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely. That can't be our Absolutely. She, she completely it's belongs. ridiculous. But she suffers for the comparison... Because you are making her play after that Annie Lennox song, and and that sounded like a high school talent show performance. <laughs> Even though she's amazing yeah. in comparison to Annie Lennox, forget it. She true, but all, and also though that's a that's a bad song. That's a terrible song. Yeah, that that's just even. The I have to apologize song. for ruining people's Christmas. <laughs> there was the coal. You just put a lump of coal in everybody's goddamn rock solid stocking. Everyone's Christmas. <laughs> you know what? Give yourself a fucking back back tag it with a stinkeroo. You deserve it. You mean just like play the stinkeroo now? Just play it now. It's a back tag, man. You're just like, you know what, man? I got to do this to myself. I might have removed the stinkeroo no. thing from... I removed it. Well, that song's so bad, it probably brought it back on its own. It revived the stinkeroo <laughs> from the dead. And that's nothing against Pat Benatar. Again, a Hall of Famer, clearly by any measure. Yeah. And certainly the Lennox comparison, that was a... that should I should have flipped that. Benatar should be open in that show. Yeah, that was... Uh, boy... I didn't care for that, Pat. I won't lie to you. That was a bad choice. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to try to do. All right. To make up for it. You got a time machine? <laughs> you go back in time? I, do, I, in do, I do have another artist. Okay. Who has a song called Christmas in America. Oh, boy. All right. And it's, uh, it's an original tune. And it's uh, and she's a former friend, uh, former guest and friend of the show. Okay. Uh, Melissa Etheridge. Oh, terrific. Okay. And I do really love this song. So let's see if this uh, Christmas in America can get that other one out of our thoughts. So impromptu title fight. Yes. Well, I picked out a tree and I tied it to the car 
There's a wreath up on our door, a tiny reindeer in the yard. I drove under the downtown lights, red and green and blue. The silver neon snowflakes only made me think of you. It's Christmas all around me or in someone else's land. So I'm sending out my only wish. the patriotic feel in there too uh but but i love that song and i want to get uh i want to get a mary schmidtness take on that one uh that was fantastic okay because uh, you're laughing so i don't know because because you can't mistake a melissa etheridge song that's no. what i'm laughing at right. it's that thing where it's like that kind of quiet rap up there <laughs> and then we're singing here and then we're going to you know, that's, that's who like, she is and it's just like through the roof of with course. the vocals it's yeah she, she hits the back of the fucking arena and and so i'm laughing just because a uh she sings it yeah pat benatar santa babied her way through that bullshit song <laughs> And fucking Melissa Etheridge sings the hell out of that song, yeah. man. Yeah, she and, she and, kills it. And it's and it that's you know what? There's a chance you may not host the show any longer. We might bump Siegel up into the head chair, and you might have to take the side chair. You might be in the sidecar because that that you fumbled that choice. You even had I a did. better Christmas in America in your I, library. I believe I've played that in the past, so that's you why overlooked I, it. So no, I'm just like, well, I'll, I'll try Pat Benatar's. Uh, you know, no, that was that Pat Benatar song did not have a pulse, and it that didn't. that song was alive. That song again, yeah. and look, Melissa Etheridge is going to strangle the shit out of any song you give her. You know, that's who <laughs> she is, and it's great. So that's what you want. Um, you know, you don't you don't want her to be. You know, she she's not going to come in whispering stuff. That's not who she is. No, uh, and she and and Pat Benatar just just missed the mark on her choice. Um, but that, but you know, Melissa Etheridge, you know, cause she's not Ray LaMontagne where she's going to come in and kind of draw you in a little bit with this, you know, and no, nah, man, she's just, she's who she is and she crushed it. That was great. I love that song. Good. I'm that glad you really did. Good. Um, good save. I'm going to play another Melissa Etheridge song for you. That isn't a Christmas song. It's a cover that I don't know if you've ever heard. And I just want to know what your take is on her version of this song. Is it a cover of Pat Benatar's version of Christmas in America? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> oh, I wish. You'll know this song, though. Mm-hmm. We got something, we both know it. We don't talk too much about it. Ain't no real big secret all the same. Somehow we get around it Now listen It don't really matter to me, baby You believe what you want to believe You see, you don't have to live like a refugee No! Somewhere, somehow, somebody must have kicked you around Puts her own stamp on it. 
Yeah, but in service of the song, doesn't Tell blow her stack. Right. Because Tom Petty wasn't a blow in the stack type of guy, no. you know? And, and no. that's, boy, that's, I like that version. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, And we've talked about it on the show before when, uh, who was the lovely guest with uh, the Motley Crue show we did? That was Heather Stewart. When Heather Stewart was here, we talked about it on there. Yeah. Songs are songs. Right. Great songs are great songs. And if you hear somebody's take on a great song, it's just, even, even if they do their best to chili dip it, you're still going to go, well, there's a hook there. I mean, that's a great, it's still a great song. Even yeah. if somebody stepped on Because what did we play? Motley Crue's version of? Home Sweet Home. No, no, no. They did a Madonna song. What was the Madonna song they did? Oh, Like a Virgin, right? Like a Virgin, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, Heather also did her version of, of, of Home Sweet Home, which right, was awesome. Right, But yeah, songs are songs. Songs are songs. Mm-hmm. I like that, Mike. <laughs> uh, you have another one on your official list. I do. And uh, I would venture to say that this song means more to me around Christmas than any other. Hmm. Yeah, weird, right? Um, and I, I, you know, I won't bury Does this make you, you think of Dolores? <laughs> <laughs> Very close. A, another person, but, but not Dolores. Okay. Uh, this is, this is a song that is off the very special Christmas two. Yes. Album. And at the time I was, uh, in, same album that the extreme song is on. Exactly. And at the time I was involved in, uh, shenanigans, an illicit relationship. I probably shouldn't have been involved in with somebody. Uh, someone who was perhaps, oh, I don't know, involved in something we would call a marriage anyway. So, uh, but I happen to be with this person. This is the same day you, I think, you know, one part of this story. This is the same day Brendan Fraser ran away from me. I don't know. This right. story. <laughs> Brendan Fraser from the mummy. Uh, yes. Brendan Fraser. What do you mean? He ran away he from He literally you? ran away from me. He was, uh, remember I, we were at the Virgin Megastore. Okay. Uh, on Sunset and Crescent Heights. Uh, wait a second. First of all, Brendan Fraser, toupee or no toupee? Toupee. Okay. But see through, like it was, it was a rough one. Okay. Yeah. He was, he was just, it was, he was pretty bald. Okay. But, it, but he, he was doing something to try to make it fix. Okay. Uh, but he, he was, you know, it's the Virgin Megastore had just opened. So okay. I, I don't know what year that is. 90 maybe. Know, yeah. or 80, no, no, not even 90. Christ. 87. Remember probably. when they would have a sale at the Virgin Megastore? The CD would be 1999. They're selling it for 1799. <laughs> yes. Like, ooh. Um, so uh, <laughs> he was playing a video game. Okay. Remember when they used to have the video game consoles out and you could play them? You know, and you could mm-hmm. actually play it. You could basically, if you wanted to, you could set up fucking shop and play all day. <laughs> right. So Brendan, I, I moseyed over. Go to your mansion, Frazier, and play <laughs> your video it, game. Right? I think it was, ni- it had to be 90. It was, it was 1990-91. And, uh, and he's playing, he's playing a game and I walk over and I'm just by myself. I'm not with, you know, I'm, I'm with people, but they're looking around. This album came out in 92. Uh, okay, so it's ninety two. Okay, because I mean, I moved to I moved to L A. in early ninety. Uh, yeah, you know, because I went with Dolores. I went back to Chicago in ninety three. So yeah, it's got it's ninety two. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I'm I'm I walk up to Brendan Fraser and I, and I I see, I see it's him, but I don't go Brendan Fraser. I don't bother him. Right. But he's playing a video game and he's playing and he's winning and he's doing good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just like I would with any other person. Uh, he does this like kind of zigzag move and he gets out of trouble. Yeah. And, and I go, whoa, I go, dude, nice move. And he literally throws the controller down and he goes, it's all you. And he, he sprints away, sprints, literally runs. <laughs> I've had two people run away from me at the Virgin Megastore, literally run away. Uh, he was at a decent jog, like he, a jog, and he had a long, an ankle length coat, but he kind of 
jogged. Oh uh, one time, John Tesh literally sprinted away from me <laughs> it, from out of an elevator. Was that at the Acropolis? Uh, no, that was at the Virgin Megastore. <laughs> Same thing, where he was like... Uh, I no, was that's like, Yanni's at the Acropolis. <laughs> okay. I was like, what floor, Mr. Tesh? And he just like, but he like pushed a button and opened and just fucking we ran out of the elevator. I look at my buddy Dennis. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. So uh, it just so happens. So it's 92. So it's Christmas of 92, obviously, okay. or whatever. And um, at the time, you know, I was all emotionally tied up with this person and, and you know, whatever the long story. But uh, I was also just starting comedy and I was finding my way through. And she was very supportive of me all the time telling me, you know, you're going to, this is, don't worry about it. You know, I was, I worried about things. Was all this the time. Mitzi Shore? <laughs> it was not. Okay. Um, and I, so then, you know, he could put down the Virgin Megastore, which you probably know more with the Rona. You could yeah. put the earbuds on or the earphones, yeah. the cans on. Not earbuds. And you could listen to actual songs right. and, and scan, basically listen to an entire album. Yeah. And so that album had just come out and I was flipping through looking. I don't remember the extreme song at the time. Uh, and then I got to this song. And it started, uh, and it's an artist that I really liked. So I wanted to hear what it was. Cause I, and I didn't know at the time that it was a Dylan song. Uh, I didn't know that it was, he was like one of the first songs he wrote when he entered his Christian period. That's why it's yeah. considered a Christmas song. I had no idea. Just sold this song for $800,000. <laughs> yeah. It's in the, it's in the bin. And, um, and I heard the opening chords and the words, uh, I felt applied to me because at the time my, this person that I was with was under a lot of pressure from her family and friends to a stop having an affair with a guy, uh, and B, um, to stop championing, championing me. She couldn't stop talking about me. She was very nice. And, okay. and that's nice. It, it, yes. But, but the problem was, again, she had a, a kids and a, and a, and a husband and, and it was, you know, it was, it, it was, shouldn't have been happening, but it was. Those people were fucking it up for you. They, they kind of were. So Wait, this, am I, am I reading this wrong? I'm in your corner on this. <laughs> I'm glad you are. No, I, uh, it was, it was, look again, you learn things later and now yeah. I look back and I'm just like, Jesus. How old are you in 92? Uh, 25. Okay. You know, and, and I had, like I said, I'd only been in town for a couple of years. I came to LA in 90, uh, 91 actually. So I'd only been in town like a year. And when I met this woman, she became infatuated me with me right away. She was actually the sister of another comic. Um, and, uh, and her name, Kathy. I didn't think you were going to say it. I don't care. She, she actually passed away. She's dead. Oh um, my God. She's sorry. a woman. I don't know if I told the story on here once before. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, well, we had been separated, but okay. we, she was not a part of my life All right. because it ended very badly in one night I was at her house and she set my stuff on fire. Oh, that's a long story. Um, by year three of my podcast. So, uh, <laughs> so I was listening to this song and the words uh, are basically about someone who has unwavering belief in someone or something. And I, I guess Dylan mm. meant it to be Jesus. Uh, but I, of course, because I'm me, thought it was me. And the song is? And the song is Sinead O'Connor, and it's I Believe in You. Written by Bob Dylan. Here we go. They ask me how I feel if my love is real And how I know I'll make it through They look at me and frown They like to drive me from this town I believe in you 
They say don't come back no more. You gonna be okay? Nah. I got tissues over here. I'm fine. Got a whole bag of tissues. A bag? A I've bag. got a whole got I'm a whole bag of tissues. Sa- They're used. What are you, Santa? You got a sack <laughs> of tissues? Oh, 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 Mike. I would love to give you tissues for Christmas. <laughs> so so, you know, that song in my you know, she's the one who believed in yeah, me. Yeah. And uh and I, I, I was sobbing in the Virgin Megastore in in cans. Well, no had, wonder had celebrities out. are running away from you. <laughs> Big uh, guy crying. Sure. Um, now, that was written by Bob Dylan. Did you know in two thousand nine, Bob Dylan releases a Christmas album called Christmas in the Heart? I did not. Yes, makes sense. Let's listen to Silver Bells. Oh boy, by Bob Dylan. Is this you doing a bit? I'm not doing a bit. No, none of that stuff. This is the real deal. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, best in holiday time. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, laugh. people passing, meeting smile after smile. Then on every street corner you hear <laughs> silver bells. What is in his throat? He he sounds like somebody stabbed Tom Waits. <laughs> I mean. We, Mike, we might have a meatloaf situation going on here. Yeah. That, well, I mean, again, it's, he's been like this for a while, you know, where he. But it was like, sit I mean, it was like, it's like gravel in his throat. He's been doing this for what? 60 years? He's 80. Yeah. So Since he's 20. 60 years he's been singing and, and that'll, you know, you've only got one set of vocal cords, you know, you can fry them up. Now, Mike, when I say there's a meatloaf situation going on here, I yes. need to drop back to 2016. The album is called Braver Than We Are. And right. this is Meatloaf's uh, final album. This is a song called Who Needs the Young. I don't know if you've ever heard this. All right. This is a Christmas song. It's not. Who needs the young? The revelation of the faces and the head. When all we have are with the traces of the faces we once were. How's he sound to you? And suffocation in the dirty little air. Who needs the young bodies floating? He sounds like he's in a pot of water and they're increasing the heat. <laughs> and, he, and he's singing as it gets hotter. <laughs> now, Mike, obviously that was a, he meant to sing that way right on that song. So let's try another one. This is called. But that's, well, that sounded like a Bob Fosse nightmare. You know what I mean? Like a, the yeah, song so from a musical. Right. So obviously he's singing that way on purpose. So let's, let's, uh, let's clear the air and play another song from that same album. This is called Only When I Feel. And okay. we'll hear the real way he sings. All right. There are visions I finally see. There are signs everywhere, they're below and above. There are things that I finally know. There are secrets and dreams never seen in the light. We are suddenly plunged into dark. Our soul is a beast that goes bump in the night. How is this released? (laughs) I mean, he's not even... Well, the greatest crime of all oh is God. it doesn't sound like meatloaf. No, not at all. Because he, again, Ben Out of Hell is still, it, it's an album I can listen to front oh, to fucking back yes. five times in a row. Everything on it is perfect. And so 
to hear him in this state, it's it ridiculous. Does, it does. It's, it's, it's and really, all these songs were written by Steinman. And uh, well, of course they were. But this sounds like this sounds like some community college lame as a rob. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's got to be a Jean Valjean who comes in and <laughs> talks about the bread you stolen. You know, it's, it's so bad. terrible. Yeah, that's grim. It's unlistenable. But but. <laughs> I don't, and look, you're a singer, whatever, and, and Steinman's your collaborator, you guys, but don't you, doesn't one of them, I'm sure the, the guy who played the fucking glockenspiel at one point just went, this is awful, right? We all know this is bad. How does, how does the producer not go, guys, we need to take a little time out here? Everybody needs a paycheck, which is fine, right? but you know when they broke and they hit the vending machines, there's there's never been more furtive glances <laughs> between musicians and then you've ever seen, literally, Just it was literally. probably, yeah, everybody was as as nervous and, and side-eyeing as they are in an adult bookstore. You know what I mean? Just like, well, hmm. How hmm. does Meatloaf himself don't listen to the playback and go, what do you think? Well, but he's- <laughs> Pretty also, good, right? He's But he's a scrambled right? Isn't he, isn't he all so. MAGA and all that kind of I, bullshit I, I, too? I, who knows? And I don't care about politics, whatever. I, but I'm just saying he, he, he injected himself in all sorts of different weird ways into different things that he didn't, you yeah. know. Who needs the young- how does Meatloaf feel about the Miss, I Learned Misfit Toys? <laughs> I, I can only do How it. does Durani feel about Frosty, I should say? How's Let me tell like? you this, Mike. <laughs> like a bat out of hell, I was gone when the morning come. <laughs> now, Mike. Yes. There was a fire. Okay. And Karen was getting warm. Oh, of course, well, of course she was, sure. But if there were two fires, uh-huh. two out of three. Oh, oh, sure. Ain't bad. That's not bad at all, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, being that Frosty yeah. was made of snow. He was. He was the best a belly whopper in the world. Oh, he was. So that, that Who was needs the young? No. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> That's awful. Mike. Let me tell you something. Yeah, all right. I would do anything for love. Anything, really. But I will not do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. And and I've said before, if you're a rock star, you don't have to retire. You're a rock star. Be a rock star forever. It's a great job. Mm -hmm. But you, at some point, you have to check yourself and go, oh, yeah, no, this is, uh, I mean, you're, you're, If your singing sounds more like you 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 have to cough out the words, <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, what are you doing? Especially a guy who could tear it up. A right. guy who was so good. I think Meatloaf needed to think on it, <laughs> baby, baby. Let him think on it. Jesus, awful. <laughs> and so- Steinman just comes out of his crypt to write these songs. Just oh my god. And yet, that's not one of the albums that got sold. Because <laughs> I need, I I have to keep that one. It's so terrible. How did you not list? It. You didn't list that one. You kept it, huh? As you, I kept, you kept it. it forever. First oh, of Jesus. all, who's gonna buy it? Well, I when I, I was at you. when I was at Barnes and Noble last Christmas, they were having a vinyl sale. This album was on red vinyl, like limited edition. And I'm like. <laughs> even the biggest meatloaf fan in the world is can't possibly enjoy in that the world <laughs> in the world <laughs> i saw the bet at a l tree oh god dude he uh uh you have to keep that cd 
just because if he does an appearance, you have to have him sign it just to see his face <laughs> register the surprise that anyone Ooh. brought that to get fucking signed. Uh-huh. What if, no, even well, better. Meet him and go up and he's, and you're like, can you sign something for me? He's like, yeah. And you're like, and you hand that to him and he goes, oh, and you go, no, hold that. I've got a, a, a better, a much better album for you to sign. Just hold on to that. Keep that if you'd like. I want to, I want to give it back to you. I already got him. Mikey's right up on the wall. Oh, did he, how's his autograph? It's right. See, can you see it from well, there? No, he, he, he signs right in the blast from the motorcycle on nice. Bad Out of Hell. And it's, per, it's gorgeous. You can see every, every, uh, everything. Now nice. I had two albums. I also had Dead Ringer that night. Uh-huh. So he signs that one and I go, do you mind signing this one too? He goes, he goes, no. And I go, I bet you don't, I bet you don't sign this one too much. Do you? I bet you don't No, I said something like, I bet you don't see this one too much. Do you? And he goes, no, I do. <laughs> I'm like, All right. There you go. I thought this was rare. Um, all right, so let's as a as a meatloaf fan. Now again, I rock and roll and brew, <laughs> rock and roll and brew. Bad out of hell is it's it's again one of those seminal albums. I just yeah. I love it very much. Right. Uh, and then when he did the, uh, the you know the I'll, I would do anything for love. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not. You're a catalog guy. I'm not. Yeah. Does it make you sad? Like we're laughing, okay? Yeah. But does it make you sad to hear this? Yes, I could because the cover of this album is cool. And Steinman wrote the songs, and I had no idea how much his voice had diminished. Yeah. And you you expect it's going to diminish live, but you don't expect that someone's not going to be able to get it together, that they're that bad. Because yeah. in the studio, you can sing a line at a time, and they can piece it all together. And this is the best they could do, which means... How horrible is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. So yeah, it was uh, it's one of the biggest disappointments in uh, of recent years of a new album. Yeah, because if he's back with Steinman in your head, yeah. you're like, all right, here we go. And they're like, and they, and then all the press, you know, before we heard a lick of it was, this is our best album. Jim nailed it with the songs. Meat is on point. You know, all this stuff. So yeah. I'm just like, here we go. And then no, and, and just not even listen. Like I can't even, I've said this before too on the show. I can't even tell if these songs are good because the interpretation is so poor. Right. The, these songs might be great, but I can't tell from what we have. Ugh. Who needs those songs? <laughs> uh, you want to pull one from your list of songs that I said I did not have? The one you don't have? Okay, cool. Yeah, I can do that. Um, I know you got the band that does, uh, the Dr. Detroit theme. I do. And that's a fun song. Okay. I always get, that was a, what's it a, called? Devo doing, what's the song called? Uh, it's, it's called Mary something to okay. you. If you can find it. Uh, and again, it's, it's, it's right here on the, iTunes. it's Devo. It's perfect. It's, it's, it's exactly what you would want and would hope for from Devo. It's only a minute and 16 seconds long. You're too. right. Here we go. Happy holidays. Believe what you want to. Nothing's really true. Happy holidays. <laughs> Marry something to you. Marry something to you. Marry something to you. Marry something to you. Deedly deet, deedly deet, deedly doo. 
the uh, you missed the opening because they said uh, Muslim, Christian, or Jew, whatever you celebrate, believe what you want. None of it is true. Uh, <laughs> Mary, something to you because it's just the that's all. Of, that's all iTunes is giving me when yeah. it's a minute sixteen. That's all they're gonna give me. Yeah. So it's just it's just a sentiment of uh, so. Well, then that's a cheat. I'm picking another one. All right, give me another right. one. Uh, how about I want to come home for Christmas? Can you look that up? Who sings it? Marvin Gaye. And while you're looking it up, I'll tell people. Uh, this song was recorded in 1972, and it didn't come out for 18 years. Wow. And uh, the story of this is there was a songwriter named Forrest Hairston, and he was writing a, uh, uh, he wanted to write a Christmas song for Vietnam War troops who were POWs. Is it wanna or want to? I want to come home for Christmas. It's not I wanna. <laughs> no, it's I want to come home for Christmas. Marvin Gaye. Okay. And uh, and this this singer, or this writer was writing a song. And, Found uh, it. Oh, good. I'm glad. And uh, and Marvin Gaye stops by his house while he's working on it. Okay. Okay. And it's a, it's a Christmas song. He wants it for the troops. And Gaye asks him what he's working on. And he's like, oh, I'm messing with the song. It's a tribute to the troops or whatever. And so Marvin says, well, let's play it. You know, I I, I kind of wanted to do a holiday song too. So let's listen. He plays him some of it. And Marvin Gaye stops him and goes, all right, well, let's move this over here. And here's some melody and harmony. And why don't you move this part here? And then he takes it. He takes the track and he goes to Motown and he, he fucking produces the track himself. He plays, I think it's the Funk Brothers and him, he sings it in one take. <laughs> and then he comes back to the dude's house and he gives him a cassette tape. He's like, hey, here you go. The guy puts it in and plays it. And Forrest Hairston just says, he, he literally says, he goes, I just looked at him and hugged him. And I went, you are an unbelievably talented man. <laughs> and Marvin Gaye just laughed and said, whatever. All but right. It's, but it's a song. It's. It's a song, a Christmas song for prisoners of war in Vietnam. Want to come home for Christmas? Here we go. Let's stop the fight. Cause I'm a prisoner of war. Lying here in myself. Hoping my family is well. Wish they wouldn't worry. So much about me Just try oh. get us home In time for the Christmas tree Yes, sir Oh, yes Oh, oh, oh I to see killer that's martin Gay, unbelievable dude. ridiculous one take and then comes back to the dude's house and just go hey, here you go the guy listens to it just looks at him and hugs him <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous yeah he, he's just an unbelievably phenomenal talent but yeah so it's uh i want to come home for christmas and again recorded in 72 and it it didn't come out until it was on like a marvin Gaye box set in 1990 mm-hmm. well here's a singer who has a similar vocal range to marvin Gaye. okay let's hear it there must have been some magic <laughs> in that old silk hat they found. Oh, when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Frosty's the man was alive as he could be. And the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me. Frosty the snowman. 
Was that meatloaf? <laughs> I, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Durante. Durante. I, Durante will pop up my old time radio shows. And I, again, it's one of those things where. He's a comedian, right? Eh. <laughs> yeah. Cha, 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 cha. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you'll hear him talking like this, Miss Calabash. Anyway, and it's just, I don't, I still can't figure it out. I guess he's a song and dance man, comedian. You know, one of those, I'm sure on vaudeville it worked, but he's just a human squirting flower with a fucking throat full of sand. Um, Pilar's, uh, my father-in-law. It's hard to explain because he's he's uh, he was he was Pilar's mom's husband, but it was after Pilar was, you know, she was in her twenties when they got married, so he's not her stepdad. So we don't we don't call him her stepdad because he didn't, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But anyway, it's my father-in-law. But um, when Kyle was living here and they were visiting, and he found out Kyle was into stand-up comedy, uh, his, his name's Philip, and Philip says to Kyle, he goes. Do you like W.C. Fields? <laughs> it's just like, no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> not, not, nope. no. No, I don't like W's. I don't like feel. I don't like, I don't care for fields. C's. I avoid fields. I mean, it was just like, there's not more of an out of touch uh, yeah. thing about comedy than that. <laughs> uh, well, Mike, I guess we're, uh, I guess we're wrapping it up. We are. Have you no more on your list, sir? Uh, I'm going to close it out with another Annie Lennox song, though, because... Well, you know what? No, I actually have one more title fight. I I love a title fight. And also, how did we get through this without what what I I personally think is, uh, uh, for you and I, for our age group, uh, probably the most famous Hmm. original Christmas song for our age group? Tell me what that is. It's Christmas time. Oh, you know what? And you know what? I think that might have been a song that I lost. Let me see if I have a... Okay. Because it was on my other list. And I, I was like, oh, he's going to pick that. I thought for sure you'd pick it. Um, because again, it's one of those movies that... Or no, sorry. It's one of those songs that uh, just just lives. Just like the Squire video. You know what I mean? I can still see every beat of that video. See, I, um, I have some versions here, but I don't think I, I versions of that people did new versions this of is, that. Yeah. Like this is, yeah, I don't know if I have that like this. I think this one's from, this one might be from live aid. It's probably on YouTube. Probably pull it up there. Is this the real one? Sounds like it. But say your prayer. Yeah. Yep. I love it. It's so, it's still, I, again, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever, 14 when I hear it again. It's, just, I like it's, it better than we are the world. Of course. It's, it's infinitely better than we are the world. Yes. But this was funny when I was, uh, <laughs> I was reading, um, we are the world. Why? Well, I, I picked another We movie. is the children, Mike. <laughs> was he on it? I, did he get cut? I was there. I was next there? to Ackroyd. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Danny good. brought me. Danny. 
Um, what I, you know, I picked another lonely Christmas and then I wanted to have some backstory. So I was doing some research and, uh, they were talking about how, uh, you know, Prince didn't do a lot of Christmas songs and, uh, and no. he, he was invited to We Are the World, <laughs> but he said no. And the quote from Wendy Melvoin is he didn't want to be around those motherfuckers. <laughs> he didn't like the song and he goes, I'm not going to be in a room with all those motherfuckers. <laughs> And then he just kept writing and he just made his own fucking jams. But then, but then, okay, now see, I, this brings me to something. But then he he did give them a song for the We Are the World album. I, is it, uh, was it Sometimes It Snows in April? Is that what's no, on? No, no, no. It's, um, uh, hold on, let me find it. Because I kind of, I kind of think of this as a Christmas song in a way. Okay. Let me see. Do I have it here? Why don't I have it? I don't know. I'm going to be bummed out if I don't have it. No, it's uh, it's For the Tears in Your Eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. play a little bit of it. All right. Because it's about Jesus, and he died for the tears in your eyes. Well, he's a Christmas guy. So this was on the We Are the World album. Long ago, there was a man. Jesus. Chains don't break with one touch of his hand. It's great, isn't it? So good. Of course, everything he did is great. This is the song he gave to those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. on another lonely Christmas, by the way. It's credited to Prince and the Revolution, but he played every instrument and sang every song, sang every word. Uh, he also has another song that's actually Christmas. I don't know if you can look it up. It's a song called Pussy Control. Have you ever heard that song? Uh, no. You should look it up. It's it's, uh, it's How very is that about Christmas? very Christmassy. Well, you got to hear it, then you'll understand. Uh, you don't have to do it. I'm teasing, but I would love to. I'm just seeing if I might possibly have it. If you want to play pussy control, I'll listen the fuck out of it, but I don't think it's going to qualify as a Christmas tune. I'm going to tell you something. How many songs do you think I have that have the word pussy in them? (laughs) Yeah. How many do you think I have? I'm going to say you have 11. I want to make sure that, uh, okay. It says I have 15. Okay. But I have the Josie and the Pussycats. That'll do it. Yeah. No, no, no. No, these are songs. Okay. Okay. It says I have 15, but I think I have about 12. Okay, you ready? Yes, I am. Here we go. The Mayor of Pussytown (laughs) by by Adam Sandler. Nice. Pink Pussycat, Devo. Pussy Willows and Cattails, Gordon Lightfoot. Mm -hmm. Pussy Willow, Jethro Tull. Josie and the Pussycats by Julianne Hatfield. I like that version. Then I have a song called Patience by a band called Mannequin Pussy. And I have two songs by the <laughs> Pussycats. Do you have and Punch Him in the Pussy? Do you have that album? I have All Time High from uh, from Octopussy, oh, sang okay. by Rita Coolidge. I have Rock and Roll Pussy by Todd Rundgren. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have these three Who songs where there's something called Radio London, You're a Pussycat. And then I have the Four Seasons doing their version of What's New, Pussycat. You don't have Tom Jones? I don't have Tom Jones what in here. wrong with I don't you, I think I have sir. any Tom Jones in here. What the hell? Come on. Oh, oh, gotta, oh, Delilah. He's got to have a Christmas album, right? Oh. I, What's I, new, Santa Claus? I don't think he does. I literally think somebody on Twitter the other day wrote, "Why?" I think it was Paul F. Tompkins, and he was like, why don't you have a Christmas album? Because he did a Christmas special, uh-huh. like on NBC, 
Yeah. And Paul of Tompkins was like, how come Tom Jones doesn't have a Christmas album? And then he, and he said, he's got this, but I'm too cheap to buy this and see what he's saying. And then he literally, then he tweeted at him. He said, hello, sir, Tom, why don't you have a Christmas album? Like it was, and I Tom just saw that like two him? days ago. Well, I, I ended the saga there. I mean, I, it's not like I was, I was gripped. I just happened to read them all in a Tom bunch. Jones on Twitter. Okay. Ah. This is a, this is a title fight. We're going to get the original. Okay. And then we're going to get the, uh, we're going to get a cover of it. All right. And of course it's very hard to beat the, the original, but I'm not going to tell you who the band well, is. Well, you keep saying it. this. It's very hard to beat it. <laughs> All right. You would know you've been in more title fights than I. <laughs> All right. Here's the original. They said there'd be snow at Christmas. They said there'd be peace on earth. But instead, it just kept on raining. A veil of tears for the virgin birth. I remember one Christmas morning. A winter's light and a distant choir And the peal of a bell And that Christmas tree smell And their eyes full of tinsel fire I believe in Father Christmas. You know that song. That's the original? That's the original. Hmm. It's often credited to uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer, but it's really just Greg Lake. I see. Okay. I do know it. Okay. Not not very well, but I know I've heard it. It, might, it just probably came up in a mix at some point. All right, now here's the here's the cover from 2009 by Billy Ocean. They said there'd be snow on Christmas. They said there'd be peace on earth. But instead it just keeps on raining. Veil of tears for the virgin birth. I remember on Christmas morning, a winter's light. And a distant choir, and the peal of a bell, the Christmas tree smell, eyes full of tinsel fire. Where's that from? That's from an album called All You Need Is Love. God damn. It's you too, I believe in Father Christmas. That's great. As I'm going through my list, I see another song. Oh, this is the song I teased right at the beginning of the show, a mere three hours and 15 minutes ago. <laughs> um, so I believe that my first guest of 2021 is going to be uh, pop singer Josie Cotton. You, oh, okay. You might know her I from, know who that is. from the movie Valley Girl yes. and the song Johnny Are You Queer. She has some great, a couple of great 80s albums. And she has a Christmas song called Every Day Like Christmas. Every Day Like Christmas. All right. I like it. Yeah. Josie Cotton. So that should be happening. All right. I hope so. I hope so too. And that was, uh, that was a, is that a Christmas album? She did a full Christmas album? Just a single from 2019. I see. Also later in the year, Salman Rushdie will be here. Salman Rushdie. We should probably don't broadcast that. We don't. 
he wants to do an all Stephen Bishop show. He loves Bish. Of course. Well, again, you probably shouldn't say when or where that is. I would keep that Could there quiet. be a problem? There still might be a fatwa. I know you don't like those. You you lost a guest to a fatwa the first year. How could you forget this sort of thing? You know what's funny is, here's here's When Cali- you had Cat Stevens on, it was such a, <laughs> such a problem. Here's here's California weather. It is, uh, it's almost midnight in, in California right now. Mm. We have this window wide open. Yes. And if we were in Chicago or Pennsylvania with a window wide open for three and a half hours, we'd have pneumonia. We'd be, yeah, we'd be chattering our teeth. Certainly. But it's just, it's fine, right? It's a little freezy. I, I've, I have uh, become, I've become thin blooded in my time out here. I have too, but maybe I'm away from the window more than you are. Is it blowing right on you? You know, the, well, the issue is I'm wearing shoes with no socks. So, uh, so uh, the, it's going through my shoes uh, a little bit. It's just a little, and again, not freezing. But I say a little cold, and I notice, I say you're wearing socks, but no shoes. Being that Mike was made of snow, (laughs) his feet were freezing. (laughs) And if he got them feet by the fire, they would melt, and then Karen would drink the foot water. Oh, oh, Karen, literally. (laughs) To stay alive. Let that go, Karen. Probably don't want to do that in the greenhouse. Karen, you should come with me in the train. Frosty's the worst. Don't run away with the strange snowman, Such Karen. Pussy. Didn't I we teach Frosty. you better than this? <laughs> I hate Frosty so much. What was the aftermath when Karen got home? Jesus, are you kidding <laughs> me? You, you ran away with the magic snowman? You break into a greenhouse? What are we, we got to oh, pay for that my. window? You've <laughs> angered a magician? His sorcerer now who will haunt you for the rest of your life? But when Santa showed up, <laughs> oh. he found a sight that was heartbreaking. Frosty had melted into a puddle. He did. His eyes were rolling. Oh, they're all right down the hill. His broom was in a mess. It was there. His hat was soaked with himself. And the hat was dead. (laughs) And then the rabbit hocus pocus came. Mm. (laughs) Did he, uh, well, he, Frosty had to get uh, Karen off the hook with her parents, right? He probably, Santa did. Santa went over there and he talked and he said, hey, look, come on. Look, Frosty was trying to save Karen. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Wait, you're working a Karen impression? I don't know. Nicely done. <laughs> but Frosty. But Frosty. There's a reason Frosty's not in the Christmas fist. <laughs> you killed him. Yeah. There's a reason he's not in there. He doesn't belong. <laughs> it's my hat. Mm. All right, Mike. Pat. This was a blast i had a good time i thank you for asking me it makes me happy to do this show it makes me happy when you're here mm-hmm. i'm gonna read you some titles from the a christmas cornucopia okay by annie lennox and you're gonna choose the playout song but first let's promote a little bit mike where can we find you uh, in 2021 and beyond well you guys can get me at mike at mike you can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy and you can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy i'm on instagram snapchat and tiktok at mike four zero yob do i do anything on snapchat do i do anything on tiktok i do not I'm too old to be there, and I will probably be arrested if I ever do. But you can find me at Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok at Mike40YOB. I have YouTube.com slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. Go ahead and follow over there. And I have Twitch.tv slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. You can come and watch me stream video games. You can watch me chat. You can watch me try weird foods and root me on and participate in the stream and have a good time. Twitch.tv slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. Go follow and or subscribe, and you'll see me there four, five, maybe even six times a week. Go ahead and check it out. And Mike, I am on the TikTok oh. at 
You can find me at the schnoz. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're at Rock Solid Show. Kyle is at Kyle.somefunny. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. You can, yes, do you need to say something else? I did. I forgot something. The, okay, ba- the base of the entire Schmidt period. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pyramid. Pyramid. Uh, you know, the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast is on and it's available right now in <laughs> right? the iTunes yes. store, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, you can go to art19 slash Mike40Y, or no, 40YOB and find it there. doesn't matter. Just Google the 40-Year-Old Boy and you'll find the podcast. Uh, we just started year 13, so go ahead and subscribe to that if you would. Amazing. 13 years in podcasting. People think it's easy. It is not easy. It is a lot of work. As we just proved. As we just proved. <laughs> as people stopped listening in hour one <laughs> uh we are at rock solid show on twitter go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the podcast if you want to promote the show in 2021 as little as two dollars a month you can win great prizes uh just go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast and there's a lot of tears there so mike here we go i'm gonna read you some songs and you're gonna tell me which Annie Lennox song is going to be the playout song? Do you want to go with the traditional God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen? No. There's a song called The First Noel, which is also no, a song you. we know. There's a song that's written here in another language that I'm not going to attempt to uh, pronounce. <laughs> There's a song called See Amid the Winter Snow. Then we've got Silent Night, Universal Child, Dido's Lament, Angels from the Realms of Glory. That sounds like an Iron Maiden song. It does. Tor, Tor would like that song. Yes. Uh, as Joseph was walking the cherry tree carol. That sounds very old timey. Mm. Uh, oh, little town of Bethlehem in the bleak midwinter and lullaby. No, no. Lally. I can't even say it. Lalay, lalay, the Coventry carol. Holy crap. All right. Uh, well, let me ask you, what was the one that had amid in the title? I thought you were going to pick that one. See amid the snow, the winter snow. I like See that. See amid the winter snow. I like that one. I like that one. That one or the, what was the one about a spare winter that was near the end? No, was, I'm going to keep this one. The, in the bleak midwinter? Yeah, either one of those. You, I, 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 bleak I, is rough. All right, then let's skip bleak. Let's bleak go on, let's, sounds what, what you when you were in Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> well then let's see amid the uh, whatever the hell see amid the winter snow this is going to be fantastic and old-timey sounding and we're going to love it uh mike's thank you for being here merry christmas happy new year merry christmas thanks and cha-cha. <laughs> here we go let's hear it. i'm excited for this oh, i almost removed it from the playlist no what the hell am i doing what the Joyful news today
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.